to your sanity safe space, the call-in show where you decide the topic. From love chat for Matt to the hate in your heart. I can't believe it. There are no limits. You can be nice. I love legends. You can be mean. I don't give a fuck. Or you can blow it all up. Oh my God! Wednesday at 9. It gets crazy when you get their number and you can call them maybe. And now, here they are, Matt Christensen and Blonde. Hello and welcome to the show. It is the call-in show, the show where you get our number and we are at your mercy. Hello, Blonde. Hello. Well, it was uh, one year ago today I was going to bed completely unaware that I would wake up about 2 a.m. with my wife claiming she was in labor and me saying nah that's a bunch of bullshit and then going back to bed and then waking up at 6 a.m. and it turns out it was true and we had to go to the hospital so why did you think she wasn't in labor it was like three weeks early so what so she just she went and you know she had a she had a nice extended bath and uh and then but I woke it's up. It's good that you probably had to spend 18 hours at the hospital anyway. It it turned out there was no need for a rush, but uh, but yeah, I suppose next time, uh, if there is a next time, I hope there will be. But I will, uh, I will believe all women in that case when the t- when the time comes. God, um, my husband did the same thing. Yeah, like I, I think I would know because my water broke at home. Oh yeah, we didn't we didn't have that. Yeah. You just peed yourself. I was like, smell these sheets. And he's like, it smells like nothing. And I was yeah. like, well, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure my water broke. Then. Yeah. God. Well, I don't know. It's not our fault. Disbelieving women by default is a, is a good position. Otherwise it's, uh, it's, it's, it's definitely, it's, if you're going to believe women believe when they're going into labor. All right. Fair enough. I'll try. I'll, I'll do better next time. But, uh, but yeah, how quickly a year goes and we're, uh, getting ready God, for the crazy. first birthday party, uh, on Friday. So I haven't received any pictures um, in a while. Uh, I took a good one today. Uh, he, uh, yeah, well, I, not to turn this into baby talk hour or whatever, but uh, but uh, had some fun uh, with French fries at lunchtime today, and Aww. so several good photos of uh, the French fry experience. But um, to get into uh, what's more in the wheelhouse of this show, if no one brings it up, we're going to have to bring it up. We were duped, apparently, and I don't want to get into the details of how we know or what we know or who said what or what I've seen. But the the Gavin thing was, in fact, a bit. It was, in fact, fake. Has he come out and said that? I don't think he has. And a lot of people are. But I've seen what I would consider to be and you've seen what you would consider to be. I think it's fair to say conclusive evidence that it is not real. The whole bit was fake. And he's actually fine. He's not in jail or something like that. I really want to believe that he's in jail. He's not. He told me he's fine. But I don't know any details about whether hmm. or not this was a bit. Uh, I've seen a lot of people quite pissed off about that. And I well, don't holy think shit. that they're. Uh, Would you be mad if it is? I spent a whole week thinking like, well, it's coming down on us now. Yeah. I, uh, I don't think. I don't think it's off base to be angry. Um, I'm going to I'm going to reserve my judgment until I hear from the man himself. Maybe there's something I'm missing, but if there isn't, it looks kind of bad. Yeah, it's uh, you thought I got raided uh, in the context in which people. Well, I guess if it is what it appears to be and I want to qualify appropriately because I want to give him a chance to respond. But 
if it is what it appears to be, then it's just crying wolf about a completely plausible situation that a lot of people are very worried about. And some fucker in the live chat just said it's called entertainment. How is this entertaining for anybody? We were freaking out. There, there are people in my audience that have been to tons of Proud Boy meetings. They didn't know if they if they had gotten fetted out and they were going to go to jail. And people were freaking out about this. Hmm. Not funny if this is a bit. Well, if he comes back and he makes it really funny, uh, I, well, I'll give him How? that opportunity. How? I don't know. He's a creative guy. I'll give him that opportunity. Maybe I but... just... Maybe he got swatted or something. Maybe. Maybe there's something I'm missing. So I'm not going to... I'm not going to overly criticize or overly judge until I hear from himself. But I, I hope that it's not just a prank that would lead everyone to worry and then disappear for a while and come back a week or two later and say, haha, gotcha. I hope it's I hope there's a little more to it than that. But I don't know. I mean, I asked him, like, what happened? And he's like, I'll tell you later. So I don't have any information yeah. from him about this. I don't. Yeah. Well, if we uh, I, I expect we'll probably update the story on Sunday because we want to make sure people have the information on the story that we I mean, I don't know what I was supposed to do. I bought it. I didn't think it was fake. I bought it completely. I did not think it was. Well, it really did not seem like he was faking it. Yeah. And then I don't really understand what he would have to gain. You know, Anglin has an interesting angle that if this was a bit and he mentioned this before uh, it had even come out that it was probably a prank. But <laughs> if it was a bit that the FBI put him up to it. <laughs> to put that fear into the community. All right. I don't know where to begin with this. I'm just going to going to allow why the Anglin laugh? theories why does, why does no one take Anglin seriously i don't because get i don't as i've said before i don't know whether to take him seriously uh read the daily stormer then i i, I will pass i'm not going to get into i'm not going to get into that but it doesn't matter uh, we're all going to get arrested anyway no wait it's fine <laughs> anyway you guys know how the call-in show works most of you if you are new to the show uh, there is a link uh, or a description uh, instructions rather. Let's try that instructions for how to participate uh, in the description of whatever video platform you may be listening or viewing on. Uh, we will get to your calls uh, as many as we can and take uh, breaks every half hour to catch up with super chat. If you'd like to participate in the show, but you can't do it live or you're having trouble getting in live, of course you can send us uh, an email question. The place to do that is through the contact page of the website. That's uh, mattchristiansandmedia.com slash contact. Look for the call-in show question form. We will get to those at the end of the show. Anything else mm. before we uh, talk to our uh, callers? I just hate being made a fool of, you know? Well, between the uh, student loans and the Gavin bit, we were made a fool of in many different ways last week. That makes me more angry than anything else. Like when someone makes me feel stupid or naive. Hmm. I don't know. It remains to be seen. Maybe this is not what we think it is. I'll give him the opportunity to explain before I uh, before I overreact. But uh, Gilgamesh is out first. Gilgamesh, are you there? Hey, I'm back. Hi. What's on your mind? How's it going, blonde? Pretty good. How about you? How's well, everything sounds better than before. I don't know what you guys' problem with your. I haven't changed my mic or anything, so clearly it's, the problem worked out. Well, it's, it's sounding a little rough, to be honest. I don't know if there's a fan or what, but... Uh... Oh, I have my fan on because of the heat and everything. Okay, can you, yeah. is it possible to turn yeah. that off? Because it's I, pretty... I it's... just hit it. Tur it's turning off. But, um... Oh! I've been not making videos because I had shoulder surgery on the 25th of July. So I've been recovering from that. They had a tear in the bicep. They had to repair. Deal with arthritis in my right shoulder. So I've not been... I've just been taking it easy. Ew. Hmm. 
Yeah, it's gnarly. So right, recovering, well, it's just sore and painful. And so, yeah. Well, all the best with the recovery. What's on your mind? Oh, I was, I've been listening to people talk and everything, and I'm just going, watching the people talk about the Lord of the Rings thing, and I'm going, I remember when Peter Jackson did his movies, he completely screwed up the books. Like, he, he changed Aragorn from the book to being a confident, knowing that he's the king, to he's not sure if he's the king. And then Frodo isn't a, isn't what he is in the movie. Like, Shelob in the book doesn't have an actual form. She's a comes from the purest evil of this universe and can take any form she wants. And they put her in the, the this whole... Her stuff in the, the Return of the King instead of the Two Towers where she is. And the original ending of the book is not even there. He left it out where yeah. Saruman goes to the Shire yeah. and the Hobbits come... <laughs> I uh I, I wasn't a big Lord of the Rings guy, so I definitely will not be watching the new like uh, di- diverse Lord of the Rings that's on Amazon. Oh, oh, yeah. I, I won't be a, checking that. Did out. you watch Game of Thrones? Uh, I've I not tried, watched the new. Uh, okay. This Mother of Dragons preview came out, yeah. and there are a bunch of fucking black Targaryens. Uh, I know. Are there black Targaryens in the new the new spinoff? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it looks like really? it because they're black and they have white hair. I'm like, how does this what? I gotta see this. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Response. All this fantasy stuff. <laughs> Men's health headline. It's, who's the guy running the show? It's Steve Toussaint. I don't know. I have no idea. But it, they, whoever's running the show responds to yeah. racist House of Dragons fans because oh to call the whole thing preposterous is apparently racist. Yeah. Oh my god, they look like uh, yeah, they have like white dreads and stuff. Oh, it's so stupid. What? Yeah. It's, okay. It's like oh, we're making our token stuff. We're not following the books because we need to make it based on now instead of when Tolkien wrote these books and everything well, it's like it's so oh. dumb because it's already so hard to like stay with a fantasy flick and, and be in that world and then you're just taken out of this world because you're like what the hell is this black dude doing here like, I know they're it's already so dragons and I have to deal with that like why a black guy that's even more implausible I know oh, th- I, I, this headline here the guy's name is Corliss Valerian Ugh. is he is he actually a Targaryen or is he just kind of does he look like one I don't Oh, maybe Rayshard I'm mis- Targaryen. <laughs> maybe I'm mistaken, and he's oh. not an actual Targaryen. But the headline informs me. Oh no, me. no, they said that he he isn't a Targaryen, but he marries into the family. Oh, so okay, That's got it. Why, why Corlys Valerian is black? Yeah. And no, it's not a yeah. problem. The headline tells. Oh, thank you for telling me it's not a problem. Some of the live chat said we was Targaryens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's funny they said that he isn't Targaryen, but he marries into the family, so he technically becomes a Targaryen. I heard this, this, I, people I were telling care, me this show was uh, was kind of good. People were telling me I should check it out oh. if I, but I don't know. Maybe understand these are the same people thought Prey that that new Predator movie wasn't woke trash, and it is. Hmm. It's like oh, they make a female Indian like some warrior that she's not at the time the Indians were running around being hunters and everything. But if he if he married into the Targaryen family, yeah. why does he dress up to look like a Targaryen? Is that part of the I marriage don't know. deal? I, I, like I said, I've never read the, the, the idiotic re- writings of George R. R. Martin. I'm not... He's... He, he no. sounds like an idiot. <laughs> Here's the subheadline. No, no, it makes sense, and it doesn't contradict George R. R. Martin's oh, works okay. at all. Well, thank you. Oh, yeah, you guys... You, oh. Appreciate it. It's, it's all so right. stupid. Wait, right, before you go, now that we're talking about Tadeev, has anyone seen Severance? No. Oh, by the way, I saw the They, Them, the movie. I heard Don't it sucked. Your time on it. <laughs> I heard it's it sucked. Woke. Even the left hates the movie. It's yeah. so bad. Really? 
Oh yeah, it's so awful. I watched it a couple times because it's so dark at night you can't see anything. I thought it was because I was watching it in the daytime. Oh no, they hide the killer because once they reveal the killer and the identity, you knew right away who the killer was, and the mask is ridiculously stupid. Right. Yeah, the movie's dumb. Don't waste your time on it. All right, well, thank, yeah. thank you for the intel. Oh, yeah. See you, Appreciate Gilgamesh. It. Have a good night. Have a good day, good day, Blonde and Matt. Thanks. Uh, okay, people in the live chat watch Severance. Okay, you guys have to watch it. So I don't even know what it is. It's an Apple TV show. It is so weird, and I really liked it. I binge watched it. It was riveting. Oh. However, they like really snuck some woke stuff in. Like there was this plot line about St- uh, Stephen um, Christopher Walken's and John Turturro's character being homos, and they like kiss in it. Christopher Walken. Wait, Christopher Walken kisses a guy in the show. John Turturro. Who's that? He's the guy from Quiz Show. Uh, has he been in anything that we've watched? You'd recognize him if you saw him. John Turturro. I might be looking at him right now while I'm uh, Googling the show. Oh, okay. This is a different guy. And I just felt uh... like it was kind of jammed in there. And then it's also one of those shows where it's like a perfectly racially diverse cast. Ah. Like there's a white guy, and then there's a Jewish guy, and then there's a black chick, and then there's an Asian chick. Like there's, it's just checking all the boxes. All right. It had some subtle, but otherwise it was like very innovative and I've never seen anything like it. And I, I kind of thought that it was excellent. You should hmm. watch it. Uh, I don't have Apple TV, should I, but I don't, I don't know. You I already feel guilty out. about the subscriptions I do have because I feel like I shouldn't be supporting these companies. Just log into mine. It's fine. Yeah. I don't know. I don't have that much time to get into these TV shows either though. We got all the time in the world. Yeah. Uh, Meadily is up next. Meadily, are you there? Yo, hey guys, what's going on? Um, what's on your mind? Oh, not much. Uh, I, uh, I don't know. I, I, I wanted to get your your take, Matt, on on this whole thing about like these pundits sort of turning on Trump and saying, you know, maybe he should bow out. You know, maybe yeah. more Trump than it's worth. I've and, noticed you know, that recently. Yeah, I mean, they're they're people kind of like you know Ann Coulter, like certain spinsters that that yeah. will, you know that I I never really held in high regard uh, that are going to do that. But like uh, I don't know, I I sometimes I I, I hate listening to Ben Shapiro, um, you know, kind of like today, and you know, I, it's it's really pathetic because you know You're he wonders, that. you know, I shouldn't say he wonders, and he probably knows why, but you know, he's like, oh yeah, people don't like me because I'm a Jew gang, and it's like you know. They probably don't like you because you're you're an opportunistic Jew. Very I was going to say stereotypical, but yeah. Okay. You know, but, but no, but seriously, I mean, he he will turn down anybody who is he will he will separate himself from anybody in a fucking heartbeat. Like, remember when Owen Benjamin, like, you know, gave him shit one time about like uh, I I can't remember what it was something about Israel. Like, you know, he was shilling for Israel. All of a sudden, Ben fucking just kicked him off. wouldn't Wouldn't talk to him or anything. Uh, Did they I mean, associate previously? Yeah. I don't even remember that. Well, yeah, um, yeah. Huh. He was uh, he was interviewed by Andrew Clavin, um, like oh, like right. sometime like a, like a, a couple of years ago. Okay, and people uh, you really know, and, turned on Owen because he wanted to explore some unconventional ideas. That's really what it was, yeah. and, and he wanted to explore the flat earth thing and the moon landing thing, and everybody was like, blah, this is crazy. Well, all this talk about going yeah. back to the moon again with this Artemis <laughs> thing. What do you mean, again? Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Why is nobody questioning this? 
Have you heard no, the nonsense yeah. too? I know this is not related to what you're talking about, but the big goal of getting a a either I don't can't remember if it's a woman of color or a woman and a person of color on the moon. That is a, yep. a priority. We have to yep. make Are sure. Are you serious? That Why? Are they gonna like fake some basketball shots up there? <laughs> is you hear Joe well, Biden no, talking no. about how he uh used to go into the urban neighborhoods and they were very dangerous with criminals, but the basketball was excellent. Did he play some pickup games? <laughs> he, he said this at his speech <laughs> yesterday. I couldn't believe it. Anyway, I'm sorry to get way off of your call. You were talking about how there seems to be an effort to turn on on Trump recently. Yeah, yeah. Because here's a, here's the thing they they they're trying to push DeSantis right, and mm-hmm. I've, I've I've talked about this before, but I like DeSantis. I think he's good. I think he's smart. You know, I, I think he plays politics smarter, you know, more, more, or at least smarter than Trump does. But here's the thing: is he's not as charismatic as Trump. I know it's funny to say that about Trump, but he's Trump, not. You're you know, right. He's, yeah. You know, tr- Trump can hold a crowd like nobody else. And DeSantis, he's smart, and he, he'll come up with little zingers, you know, to to throw at the press or whatnot. But he's kind of, I don't know, he he kind of seems like a like a used car salesman. You know what I mean? I don't know. He seems a little um, stiff to me, like a little like a yeah. suit. And he doesn't want to destroy the media for sport like Trump <laughs> yeah, did. Yeah, exactly. That's a good way of putting yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah, ex- yeah. So, yeah, exactly. And and I think people like Shapiro greatly, greatly misunderstand the culture. But they, they, they know that politics is downstream from culture like Andrew Breitbart, you know, used to say. But he is really bad at sort of understanding it and uh and sort of promoting it so like you know with the daily wire you know doing all this content you know they've been focusing on like on books and suspense movies both two things that the younger crowd do not give a shit about yeah that's true Um, probably you know they care about the like they watch shows and they love video games you know and daily wire video games that that will be interesting Daily Wire well, yeah, Game Studios. Yeah. They, that's it. Sounds silly, but I could see that happening in the not too distant future. Exactly, and yeah. see, the, the thing is, like, yeah, I know, I know that Blonde doesn't like Jordan Peterson because he's kind of a pussy sometimes, which he is. I will completely confess that point, but he would, he would sort of get kids you where they absolute were at, son know, of like a bitch. These, these, you know, dis, disaffected, troubled youth, and he would bring them in where Ben Shapiro repels them. You know, um, hmm. he's yeah, I don't know. At, at least that's what I figured. He he doesn't pull in anybody new. He only strengthens what's already there. Whereas Trump used to pull people that are new. Tim Tim Cast has been working fucking miracles, man. Tim Cast, um, Gavin McInnes, you know, even like pulling in young people, you know, y- young shit posters and young young little you know future assholes that yeah. can fight for the Republicans. He's you know they've been pulling pulling in huge crowds like that and uh yeah, yeah I, I think whatever i I, th- I think what tim cast is doing is much much more important than what the daily wire is doing for sure i mean there's more broad appeal and i hate to say it ugh, but joe rogan also although yep joe, oh, yeah especially yeah joe rogan uh, i listened yep. and yeah i uh i i have respect for joe joe is probably the greatest podcaster in the history of the of the business so, he's a short but, retard but i was listening to the yeah. aaron Rodgers episode because i i had interest in hearing about how crazy the nfl was on the inside and there was a lot of good information is he the one that murdered that person no aaron Rodgers is uh the quarterback of the packers who are you thinking of rodriguez 
Oh, Someone Aaron like, Hernandez. No, Aaron not, Hernandez. He's not oh, Aaron Hernandez. Right. Aaron Hernandez is dead uh, many years uh, ago. What? Yeah, he killed himself in prison. Oh, okay. I mean, not many years ago, fire. but a few years I ago. I clearly fell asleep listening to that true crime story. Uh, yeah. Anyway, let me get let me get back to your point because I was just going to... The whole Aaron Rodgers episode was, hey, Joe, here's an interesting point about how crazy the NFL was about Corona on the inside. That is very interesting. Now, tell me what kind of drugs you've done. I want to know. <laughs> Have you done any hallucinogens? Yep. What kind of mushrooms? Like, great, thank you. Yeah, I know. Uh, no, to your point, like, it does seem like there's a there's something of a coordinated effort from the conservative right, whatever perspective you want to call it, um, mm -hmm. to go against to go against Trump currently. And I don't know what to yep. make of that. Uh, it does seem like there's like it's happening in almost a coordinated fashion, which makes me suspicious. But I don't want to completely yep. dismiss the point. I do think it's fair to say that that Trump does come with a lot of hate, more hate than probably oh, yep, any yep. candidate. So I don't want to underestimate that or undersell that. And that's why Trump is yep. such a political dilemma to me. Um, obviously, he yep. uh, he has he's he's made several political moves that I'm not a fan of. So he's not my perfect politician. Definitely, the entertainment yeah. factor is off the charts. I love the entertainment factor. But I also understand that he comes with more hate votes than pretty much anybody. So I'm really torn about whether I would want to support him politically or whether it would be wise to support him politically. Yep. Obviously, if it's Trump versus Joe Biden, I know how I would vote. But I'm talking about like well, I mean, in a contested yeah. primary or something like that. Yep. Here's the thing. If, if Trump if Trump runs, he's going to win. There, there, there's no point in trying to fight him. I don't and, know about that. Do you think, it, uh, you think if DeSantis yep. runs that, that Trump yep. runs away with it? Yeah, Correct. or I don't know. Or, I, I, or if, if if here's the thing: if DeSantis gets gets the you know is, is selected at the primary or yeah. wins the primary, Trump will drag him down and make everyone lose. So it's it's in everyone's interest to just let Trump do it. Otherwise, he will fuck everything over. And you know what? Go, good. You know what I mean? Seriously, fuck the Republicans. If Trump is seriously the huge is if he's a huge problem, if he's if he's a huge problem asshole. Then what does that say about the rest of the Republicans that that he's still the, the best the choice that everyone goes with, or he can still influence everybody and yeah. fuck everything over? It's it's the, yeah, the Republicans for that reason. I'd support him. Himself. It's it's the disruption. It's the chaos that he brings that yep. I I really want yep. to institute into the political system to collapse it. Yep. Well, I actually don't have any faith in him. That Joe Biden is the superior chaos agent. You have to vote Joe. If he's not though. I, I I think the chaos currently is much worse than it was under Trump. If, if depends no, what no, kind I, I of agree, chaos I suppose. I agree, but, but but Trump has a way. Well, although Biden does too, of showing people that the current political system is stupid. Hmm. Maybe Biden is better at that. Hmm. Yeah, but here's the thing: if, if DeSantis is selected, the the Democrats will will launch some kind of House House investigation into him. The DOJ will get on it. They they will leak false information in order, basically, you know, like like they do with RussiaGate. They're gonna falsify. They're gonna leak information to justify an investigation into Santos, and they're gonna leak a narrative so that you know he he can't refute it because you know it'll it'll be the same thing that Trump's doing now, where he'll say, "I want yeah. to remove documents." Well, and I can't say, remember. Oh, we can't. It's 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 classified information. You're gonna endanger <laughs> yeah. FBI agents. Didn't you see Why the photo? It says top secret on the on the cover. I know. Um, I can't remember if you brought this point up or if it was a, a caller prior, but um, oh, now I just lost my train of thought. Damn it. It's over. Oh, bail me out. I, I, I You brought up something there and then it just escaped me. Who, me? No, uh, meatily. Let me think. Let me see if I can get it back. About 
leaking information. Oh, no, it came, it came back to me. Falsifying uh, evidence. So okay. it, it, let's say Ron DeSantis wins. And I know that you, you think Trump would, but let's just say Ron DeSantis wins or anybody, not Trump, but becomes the next president in 2024 on the Republican side. Um, in all likelihood, the Democrats would try to pull the same crap that you're talking about. They'd try to frame him with some nonsense. They'd try to do some. They just try to get him in an underhanded way. And I wonder how many people would still go. There are two ways to interpret that. If you're sort of an on the fence normie or, or an independent or something. Is it that the Democrats do this to everyone, not just Trump, which is the proper conclusion because they yeah. will. Or would they actually conclude, oh, the Republicans are such a corrupt party. They keep putting up all these crooks and criminals. We have to bring yeah. them to justice. A huge percentage of our country would still believe that we're perpetually electing crooks and all these like every yep. non-Democrat is a crook. You would have to conclude. Yep. And they and they yep. would. Yeah. I mean, they're already calling anybody who who is not Liz Cheney or Adam Kinzinger. They're Trump adjacent. They're, they're Trumpies. They're MAGA Republicans. <laughs> yeah. And they're going to keep doing that. And I, I think it will stick. Ben Shapiro doesn't think it will. I think it will. What matters is oh, the it will carry on. Democrats yeah. control the narrative. Yeah, it will and, carry and on. They will they will drive it and drive it and drive it and drive it until everybody believes it. Yeah. You know, and it's just it's it, it's it's not enough to say okay. Gang, Who is you know, everybody you though? Be, you have to be honest. Well, uh, basically, I should say the the voting public, the people who are likely to vote, who are going to be pissed off and say Ron DeSantis is worse than Trump. Oh my God, I got to vote. I hate Trump. I'm going to vote against DeSantis because he's worse <laughs> than Trump. Joe Biden said he is worse than Trump. You yeah. know, the Good. Washington Post says he's worse than Trump. So they're going to vote against him, and and <laughs> and he can't draw the crowd that Trump does either. You know, so it's 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 really a shit show. But if yeah. you shit show, Republicans are probably going to be fucked. And you know what? They they probably deserve it. They they deserve it. Well, thank you for the thoughts. Got to let you go, but uh, appreciate the call. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Yeah. Bye. Bye. He's right. Yeah. This. Uh, <laughs> uh, did, did you see the photo that was part of this DOJ filing on the special master thing? It said top secret on the top. It's just like they. It's a photo allegedly from Mar-a-Lago with a whole bunch of. What I, I guess what are basically binders or like uh, folders with covers thrown about on this hideous carpet, and it's it, it and they all say top secret or various classifications, but there's nothing. So there's nothing indicating what they are, and it's, it's they're so secret that they took photos and posted them. I get they didn't post them on Twitter, but they became public through the filing, and they're all over Twitter. What percentage of documents that pass through the White House is just de facto labeled as top secret? I don't know. I, I couldn't tell you that. Irrespective of the content but, of the document. I but everybody's everybody last night, all the blue checks are doing the soy jack pointing bit with this stupid photo, and it's like nobody knows what that is. Yeah, there's zero additional information, but we're all acting like, didn't you see it? It says top secret. All right. It might be. I'm not dismissing the possibility that there were legitimate secrets improperly stored. The point is, you got to show me and you can't just show me a cover that says top secret. The government this, doesn't have any secrets that China doesn't already know. Anyway, that's, yeah, <laughs> we hand them over to pay off our debt. Probably. Yeah, for real. Uh, let's get one more before the bottom of the hour here. XFD. Are you there? Yes, yes, I am. Hello, Matt. Hello. What's on your mind? Uh, go ahead. What's on your mind? Can you hear me? Yeah. yeah. Can you hear us? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you great. Yeah. Um, Blonde, do you, does it bother you if we refer to you as Rebecca? Because that's a no. beautiful name, and it's weird to call you Blonde because that's just the color of your hair. It is my name. It's my name. So okay. you can call me that. 
Okay, <laughs> that's fine. Um, uh, just yeah, I don't know. It's it's weird anyway. Um, yeah, uh, Matt, a few weeks ago, uh, you you got to air your uh your disdain for cyclists. Um, <laughs> well, I thought that, yeah, I think it was last week, wasn't it? Yeah. Are you calling to make a yeah, case for cyclists? Because if you are, GTFO. Do you no, are you no, listening no, on I, speakers? By the way, we're getting a little feedback. I don't know if you can turn down speakers or okay, put on I'll, headphones real quick. Okay, is this any better? Uh, check one two. Yeah, yeah there we go. It's gone. Thanks. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, so my point is, uh, like, I rode a bike to get to work, and uh, you piece of shit. I don't. I don't like where this is going at all. <laughs> Well, I, I take bike trails and I avoid going Come there on, man. so I don't screw up traffic. Okay, okay. so you're courteous. Helmets and, yeah. and wear Lycra. I'm not going to run you down with my car. Probably. I appreciate that. Okay, yeah. can you... People, would you consider yourself like a first. recreational road cyclist? Or are you just talking about transportation I, purposes only? Yeah, so we tend to refer to ourselves as commuter cyclists. Okay. Would you or do you ever intentionally choose to ride a bike on a on a road with heavy car traffic for fun? Uh no. Okay. So you're not you're not you're not full fledged. You're not all the way gone. Okay. Yeah. How tight are your pants? (laughs) Do you have a callus on the inside of your thighs? Yeah, yeah. That's also a good question. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry. How smooth is there your inner like, thigh skin? <laughs> that's right. Is there any hair left there? Uh, <laughs> uh, no, absolutely not. Shaving your legs, that, that makes it kind of gay. Okay. Oh, no, uh, we just meant from the friction. Yeah. Oh, no, no. I, I, wear, we t- I wear like normal clothes you would wear to the gym to go cycling in. Oh, so this you're all not sounds that. fine to me. Yeah. You're, you're I don't not, hate everybody like, that's been on a bicycle. It's the good. culture of yeah. cyclists that make it difficult yeah. for me to drive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, here's the crucial question. Do you obey the rules of the road as in treating yourself as a vehicle or if you want to be a pedestrian, you know, walking your bike or whatever you do, or, or do you do this bounce around bit where five in five seconds, you're uh, a car or a vehicle. And then five seconds later, you're a pedestrian. Yeah. So I, I don't like doing that. And most, most of the people in my position on, um, the only thing we do is things you would do in a car, like running red lights or like rolling stop on red lights, yeah. turning right on a no right turn intersection when there's no traffic around. And I would do that in a car, just like I would. Uh, I don't like riding on the sidewalk because that's, that's for pedestrians. Okay. Okay. I'm fine with all this. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I, I want to draw the distinction between like the, like the normal people who just like like getting some exercise on the way to work. And the, like, uh, it's kind of a meme that we call them, like, the dentists for, like, really rich guys who buy, like, super industrious carbon fiber bikes. Um, With the really, really skinny and wheels and tires for road yeah. cycling. How, how skinny are yeah. your tires? I have 40 millimeter tires. That's twice as thick as road oh, bike tires are. Oh, okay. I like a bike with thick yeah. tires. Not a euphemism. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. All right. Um, yeah. All right. But Wait, yeah, do you have um, the uh does your bike have the like curved handlebars that look like a no, like a thing. giant half circle kind of thing? Yeah, they're called drop bars. Hmm. Um I have I have a regular like I I moved to a city just after college to start a new job. Decided I wanted to cycle to work because they had showers on the work site. Uh and 
I could do that and save money on not having to drive. Yeah. And I walked into a Trek store and asked, like, what's the best bike for commuting to work? And they're like, this is a commuter bike. You should buy it um, if you want to get to work. Uh, and, like, occasionally want to go on a mountain bike trail. I was like, great. And uh, I, I've worked on it a little bit over the years. Uh, but it's, yeah. Like, the, the drop handlebars, uh, that's, like, that's, I was talking to Dangerous Space about this. That's one of those things where it's, like, related to track cycling. And it kind of made its way over into, I'm sure there are road cycles to have those, too. Um, but that same with the pointy helmets, like those in, were initially things that people did in track cycling, indoor races to go as fast as possible. And it just kind of transferred over. All right. Well, you've done a valiant job and you've made some sensible points, but I am not yet persuaded to, uh, okay. endorse yeah. cyclists. So as a goddamn faggy thing you ever seen. Okay. Yeah. Cause the reason I, I guess the one question I had that was kind of like a, yeah, kind of format, basically, and I okay. guess for uh, Rebecca as well. Is like, do you plan on teaching your children how to ride a bike? Because like, oh yeah, you talked about the parenting moments. I feel like teaching your children how to ride bikes is like one of the one of like the like pure Americana parenting moments. Well, you you, you gotta you, teach your kid to ride a bike. You kind of have to know how. In the same way, you kind of have to know how to swim, even if I don't intend on doing it as like a. Uh, frequent recreational thing. Although my wife does like to ride bike for exercise or for recreational purposes, but not like a psychopath on the actual road. Um, so yeah, sure. We'll do, we'll do that. I'm not, obviously it's like 50% joking. Um, but I am 50% serious that the people who are just ridiculous about their behavior in their interaction with cars do legitimately piss me off. But if I see like some guy mountain biking or you're on a trail, like that doesn't, that doesn't bother me. It's just the interaction with cars is what bothers me. I, I think that's understandable. We don't hate you. Well, I don't hate you. I don't know how Matt feels about you right now. <laughs> well, you give you give the word to uh, the rest of the cycling community that they need to clean up their act. Yeah. I mean that's that's like that's like every time you have a black collar and you're like, hey, can you get your people like in line and stop like burning down targets? Like I don't really. Yeah. No, 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 because yeah. I have I have faith in the ability of cyclists to organize. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's a key distinction. All right, all right, get out of here, psychopath. Right. Thank you, man. A psychopath. Good, that's clever. Only because we had a a super chatter by that name for a while. Oh, did we? I, I guess I. Uh... Maybe he was enraged by our cycling talk. Who knows? My dad uh, is a cyclist, you know. Oh, let's uh, let's catch up with chat. Um, we did have a couple left over from Sunday, so I just wanted to read those quickly. Uh, Johan uh, Richardson says, uh, "Semi-fascists are only half fashy. They make the trains run on time, but they don't invade neighboring nations." Well, that sounds delightful. That's maybe semi-fascism is a uh, is the way to go. Yeah. Hmm. Matty O says uh, on my last chat, I think the guy was a creep, but I think the Sixth Amendment uh, was meant for the worst among us to be able to face their accuser and fire their lawyers. Uh, those old white founders had it right. This was in regards to a, a guy who is uh, fired his defense lawyer and did his own cross-examination in his own defense in court. That That's what mm -hmm. was brought up. I don't know anything about the case. The guy is accused of rape or some very serious crime, um, but... Anytime someone fires their legal team and represents himself in court, that's it's usually a bad idea. Well, maybe he, I don't know. Maybe he, uh, performed well. I haven't looked at it. 
Um, hold, hold them all raised up next. Hi, you podcast scintillators. What is your favorite board game and why? Hmm. Um, <clears throat> I guess chess doesn't count. Why does that not count? I don't know. Well, I've been playing a ton of chess and I am so bad. I'm bad. So bad. I'm, I play on chess.com if anybody wants to play me. And like, it's, it's, it's inconceivable how bad I am. I, uh, I, I, I understand how chess works. Obviously it's not like I'm confused about the rules or I don't understand it, but I am, I am bad. I remember sitting, this is an embarrassing confession, but I will deliver it last time. Maybe, I can't remember if it was the last time, but a, a, a flight within the last few years, you have the little screen in front of you and you can play the computer in chess. Yeah. I could not beat that damn computer. It it well, beat it's me hard. every yeah. time. But it wasn't set on like hard difficulty. It was just normal or whatever. Chess it wasn't. is a difficult game. Every every game is like a war. <sighs> I lost so every time. I lost like 10 times in a row and I quit. Oh, yeah. I could not I lose beat like the computer. three games of chess. He said favorite. I don't know why I'm talking about a board game I'm bad at. Um, yeah. I'm so good at Scrabble. Like I, I will just ah. wipe the table with anybody that wants to play me in Scrabble. I am so good. I know every two letter word. I'm awesome. Two letter words. I forget what the rules are. Like, uh, do prepositions Ugh. and things count? Like, could I use the word at or on? Yeah. Okay. So that's fine. Well, then there are a lot of two letter words. If those count, there are a lot of two letter words that should not count, but do I do Scrabble dictionary rules? Okay. QI. I don't even know what um, it means. I, I've but never it's been a, a word. <laughs> that's a word. I've never been a big uh, board game guy. I guess the, mo- the one I've played the most is probably monopoly. Okay. But, that game is so boring. Yeah, it's it's not that great. Maybe I'll get into um, board games more when my son gets older here. I don't know. Don't do not do it right now. It's really annoying to play board games around a kid. They just throw the pieces everywhere. Keith, Keith Johnson. Looks like Owen Benjamin covered the Gavin FBI thing. Turns out it was a prank scam. It appears there are text messages out there to prove it. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how to not get involved in this. I don't. Well, I, I, I just don't want to. Because I love Owen and trust Owen. And we're friends IRL. Yeah, I don't think he's a liar and he he's has the text message receipts. Um, I'm I'm just going to, like I said, I'm going to allow Gavin to respond. That's it before I overreact. I'm hurt. It does suck. If there's no more information, I do think it sucks, but maybe there's more information. Um, Jimmy P says Severance somehow made the most compelling cliffhanger I've ever seen while padding 33% of the storyline. I cared less about than the contents of Pelosi's ice cream fridge. Hmm. That is the best analysis of exactly that is. It's like all of these plot lines, like I don't give a fuck about, but then the scenes that were so suspenseful that like, I wanted to fast forward through them to find out what happened. Hmm. Well, uh, how could that be? You don't care about the main plot line, but. It was no, no, I don't care about a bunch of the corollary plot lines. Oh, okay. Like this homo thing. I was like, why? I don't want to see Christopher Walken kiss a man, especially you know, not John Tortura. They're both so old. Speaking of things that have been definitively revealed as hoaxes, uh, like the Gavin thing, the BYU volleyball uh, thing that we talked about on Sunday, the guy yelled N-word at the volleyball player several Clinger. times. Uh, well, I don't think that's what explains it. Although the point you're making like Dinger, there is a BYU volleyball player named Klinger. That so, sounds even less like yeah. um, the N-word. Yeah, but uh, but it, it looks it, more information has come out. That looks like it is a 100 percent fake event. Uh, the reason <laughs> when you when you referenced the homo scene, it reminded me because I was 
reading about this earlier today and the athletic director or one of the officials at, at BYU, his name is Tom Holmo H O L M O E. That is the worst name since Diego Fago, the football yeah. player uh, of the Navy yeah. midshipman. At least he's foreign, you know, is that a foreign name? Diego Fago. I oh no, so. no. Holmo. I've never heard of Holmo before. <laughs> Let's just do one more. Got to be careful. Like you, you got to say it slow. Tom Holmo, Holmo. not Tom Holmo. <laughs> General Grievance. If we put a black woman on the moon with a basketball and a hoop, we could set two first first women on the moon, obviously, but also the first dunk. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> WNBA on the moon. That's a real uh, opportunity. I might watch a game if that happens. I don't think that that could even that that could get uh, WNBA ratings up. <laughs> I might check it out once. We'll circle back. All right. We will come back to your chats uh, at the uh, at the top of the hour. Thank you, guys. Let's see. Uh, Avo Brady's up next. Um, I'll have to just circle back with you. Avo Brady, are you there? Oh, well, hello. Yeah. Hi. What, what's on your mind? <clears throat> oh, just having a great chat with dangerous semi-fascist. Recently, <clears throat> recently reformed semi-fascist, it, it sounds like. Ah. Are you I, the uh, polite one with the cool mom? I am. She wanted me to tell you guys she says hi. Hi. Oh, well, hello, Avo Brady's mom. I never recognize yes. your name, but I always <laughs> recognize your voice. Ovio Brady. Oh, that's right. It's Ovio. It's Avo to me. I, I'm going with yeah, that forever. Yeah, honestly, I won't correct you, Matt. You can call yeah. me whatever you want. <laughs> um. Well, I mean, like, I didn't really have anything on my mind specifically, but uh, I just, I don't know. I Everyone's talking about elections coming up or whatever in two years like talking about trump and desantis and i mean ah, man i gotta be honest with you guys i can't i can't vote for trump again hmm. i hear you man i i i, I can't I, mean, I love the it. guy you know we had a great four-year run but toward the end i was just like ah, i wasn't feeling it and he's just well, got such a big crowd behind him right now he falls just, into all this all the same boomer traps that piss me off about regular boomers like He's talking about he, he was like such a big government guy and the omnibus spending bills. And then he's such yeah. a blowhard and he's always talking about the vaccine. Oh, I'm double boost. It's like, like I know he's man. still talking about the vaccine. Like, I know. I know. It's, it's really like, lame. It's really lame. But Ron DeSantis also got vaccinated. So, well, I, that was his decision. I mean, I, I'm not going to judge someone who got it, but I, I mean, am. That, what that, a that, pussy. Suck. <laughs> yeah, it's lame. Pure bloods only. Yeah, must have proof. If if he vaccinated his kids, then I'd be worried. Then I'd be worried. I mean, I I uh, that's the I would vote somebody purely based on their vote for somebody based on their vaccination status. Wow. Okay. I I definitely I wouldn't go that far, but I agree (laughs) that the promotion of the vaccine at this particular stage is. unnecessary and sort of politically blind it's yeah, uh, but one of those regardless of somebody's political viewpoints if you made it this far without getting vaccinated it says something about your strength of character and ability to stand against the mob yeah. and it it suggests that you are skeptical of the medical and scientific community those are yeah. really important i qualities suppose i could see where you're coming it is a proxy for a lot of important things i could see where you're coming from yeah, i agree um well i mean Another thing I was going to mention to Matt was you've been talking a lot about the FBI and mm-hmm. a lot of the stuff they've been up to. And it, I don't know, it just kind of worries me. 
uh, both for my country and you too. I mean, like, do you not think the FBI's, FBI is going to be coming up? I mean, like, yo, you got to stop talking about us, bro. <laughs> uh, well, I can do promise you, you about that, man? that if I ever did get raided, uh, I won't fake it. I will not cry wolf with a, yeah, with a fake, fake raid. <laughs> I won't do that. Uh, I've been worried all do, week, though. I, I mean, do you worry about this? Like, what I worry about most is is CPS harassing me like they harassed Owen. Yeah, I don't know. Do I worry about it happening to me uniquely? No, because there's so many people who are concerned about this. It's not like I'm the only one yes. on the Internet talking about that or something like that. But do I worry about the weaponization of the system, particularly the feds in general? Yeah. And I could get that I could be a part of some broader group that's targeted. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that sort of thing, like like we heard with Zuck, it's like I, I'm not worried that they're going to come to my house and kick down my door, although they have done that to people. But I yeah. think if I was going to get into trouble, they would just talk to the people who control the switches on the Internet and say, turn that one off. And and that's how that's how that's I w- would pay a price, I suppose. It would be digital consequences as opposed to uh, like like some physical raid or something like that. Yeah, I can see that. OK, that that puts me a little bit more ease because honestly, I was like thinking. Like Matt's been talking a lot about the FBI. Like, you know, I I get scared when I talk about it with my mom privately. I'm like, yo, I gotta keep quiet. My phone's listening <laughs> in on me. But, you know, yeah. Matt's yeah. out here making like 16 minute long videos about how corrupt the FBI is really looking. You know, and but it, he can't even like, get a hit piece. Well, some no. But my hit piece will someday. be the. It'll be the FBI hit piece. It'll be the ultimate hit yeah, piece. Yeah, it'll be the decensor. It'll be the censorship of Matt. I think he'd be, <laughs> be deplatformed at that point, like the rest of them. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. Well, hmm. I don't know. Should I be more careful? I, <laughs> I, no. I guess I have not. No, honestly, I've not really Matt, worried about this in the way that that you've brought up. But at the same time, it's it's not. I don't want to. If we all decide that something is too scary to talk about, then then really they have won. They've de- achieved no, their desired effect. Right. You know? You're right, man. I want to say, don't stop talking about the FBI. You've been <laughs> talking about them a lot, but don't stop. Please keep, you know, like doing these deep dives and like using multiple sources. It's the 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 level of knowledge you can put in one video is incredible. It's crazy. Yeah. Oh, well, you continue you. doing that. It's just it's just the right thing to do and. For me, at least, it it's it's worthy of my watch, and it's and it's worthy of you know being out there in the public for people to see. Well, that is very high praise. And of course, what I aim for is something that's worth a click each and every time. You know, so uh, that's very much appreciated. Thank you for that. Yeah, um, Rebecca, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know what plans you have for your YouTube, but I'd love to see some more videos if. You got any more plans? I know. I I'm really into this long form interview content, but like it's gotta be somebody that I'm really excited about. Get an interview with like Lauren Southern. I'd watch that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't no? know. I'm I'm hoping to get Bridget Fetessy on. She's agreed to come on, but it's always like She the, did. The, she did. The chasm I'm kind of surprised between by that. I told you this last week and you're like, she should come on the podcast. I was like, fuck no, you. I, I know thing. you were trying. I'm kind of surprised that I don't know. I she, she agreed might be... to come on on Instagram um, in DMs, but hmm. you know how it is. Like you can get somebody to be like, yeah, I'll do that. But like actually scheduling is like a, yeah. a different kind yeah, of thing. Sure. 
So, and then I'm trying to get academic agent on, but um, the other day I heard him talking about my channel and he's like, she might be a little, like, I kind of like to fly under the radar. I don't know if I should, if I should Mm. do this. Hmm. Because he was going through the last three people I've interviewed or something like that. And he's like, I don't want to, Kevin McDonald, Jared Taylor, I don't know about this. So, I don't know. I mean, uh, it's just got to be somebody I'm excited about or I don't want to do it. Yeah. Well, I thought I'd mention it. Just take your time. Set it up. You got it. I believe okay. in you. Maybe I'll ask Lauren. Yeah, put it out there. I don't know. She's she's pretty out there right now. I haven't watched her recent videos, but she just seems like she's more talkative now. Okay. But, uh, yeah, well, thank you guys for giving me your time. Of course. Thank you for calling um, in and for the kind words. And uh, say hello to your mother for us. Hi, Mom. Yes, I will. You guys have a great rest of your night. Thank you, you Mr. O-V-O Brady. Committed O-V-O to O-V-O Brady. Yeah. Peace out, guys. See ya. He's such a good-natured young man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Let's see. Uh, Salon. Salon. Are you there? Salon MG? Yes. Matt, Blonde, how are y'all doing this evening? Yeah. We are. How are you? Uh, we're all right. What's on your mind? Pretty good. Uh, greetings down here from Texas. I'm a Portland transplant, though, so I relate to all Ooh. those terrible bicyclist stories. <laughs> when did you move? About uh, five years ago. So, Sorry, you cut uh, out a little I, bit. When, when was it? About five years ago. Oh, five years ago. Okay, so you were... I left, uh, I left 2010, and I have fond memories of the city. Were you living in Portland proper, or outside yeah okay yes i was living i was living downtown like i was i was in portland portland man i i had an internship in 2009 uh 2009 up until 2010 right down by the courthouse that was just destroyed and it was so not that it's you like to see it anywhere but i i had an emotional attachment to that part of the city and and seeing it just wrecked has been yeah it just sucks it's place it it used to be such a beautiful part of the city it is such a mess. The boarded up stuff, the burned out stuff, the, the lousy throw up graffiti nonsense everywhere. It's a, it's a mess. Mm-hmm. It's a real mess. But uh, yeah, anyways, uh, I don't know. Different topics. So we could pick, uh, what do you got? We could pick a Covaxin or Great Resets, plural, <laughs> or uh, scripture stuff. The first one is what? The vaccine? What uh, You said co- Covaxin. What is that? Covaxin is a story I've been following. Uh, this is a Oh. It's a it's a, a virus or it's a, it's an attenuated virus vaccine that was developed in India. It's an actual old school disabled COVID vaccine. That sounds interesting and to uh, me, but what do you think, Blonde? Let's go with the great reset. Okay, the plural great resets. That's fine. Yeah, great resets, plural. I mean, I, one of the things that I've noticed in a lot of the news coverage and things that get talked about is, you know, everything gets kind of lumped into one single reset. But I feel like there's an economic reset on the financial banking side, and then there's an economic reset that's being proposed by all the de-dollarization countries, and then there's this weird like psychological reset that people are trying to pull over on everyone. Okay. And I don't know if this is something that you guys have, have, have thought like you have the, the world economic forum and all of their, that's the tip of the iceberg. So you're saying th- these resets are simultaneous. It's not a sequence of them. And they're, I think that there's competing resets. Oh, 
Okay. Globally, I think that you've got BRICS nations and all these other countries that these smaller de-dollarization, the, the countries that are trying to, you know, de-dollarize and, and get it, get into some other asset backed currency, like what the BRICS nations have been trying to do for God, a decade. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like there's, um, Daniel Estelin did a really interesting video back when Trump was still uh, in office. Um, and he posed it as sort of the, the, the Rockefellers versus the Rothschilds. You had effectively the fractional reserve banking p- cartel versus <laughs> the versus the asset holders, the, the capital, the capital asset holders, the land holders, the, the resource holders, and trying to figure out who's going to um, basically who's going to control the, the economic system in the future. I feel like we're still looking at this kind of this weird um, this weird game and cryptocurrency is like somehow stuck in the middle. Like it feels like everyone's trying to pull it. Either the U.S. is trying to pull it one way, and then you have all these other countries like Iran trying to pull it the other way. And uh, I don't know. I, I think I just think it's interesting that like most of the time we talk about the Great Reset as this big. You know, we look at Klaus Schwab and it's like, oh, this is the only, like he's the only game in town. And I'm like, I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of different. I feel like there are different uh, resets that people have in mind, and it's just a question of which one's going to get there first. Well, these are competing. They're not even uh, complementary. You're saying there are oh, competing yeah, attempts. Competing. Okay. Well, because if because if you have an asset back currency versus a debt back currency, mm-hmm. like if your if your money is based on gold or commodities or some other solid value, well, you don't want to trade with somebody who's got debt back currency that they can just pump out at will because they'll, they'll just hollow out the value of all of your assets and get everything. Mm-hmm. So at some point. At some point, the folks who have this, the asset back currency, are just going to be like, "Nope, we're not going to, we're not going to deal. You know, we're going to set you at another tier for trade, for all that stuff." And I think they're just, they're just kind of biding their time, trying to de-dollarize. And meanwhile, well, we're going to try and eat up as much of it as we can with interest rates. I don't know, hmm. but it's, it's to me, it's like I feel like a lot of the time. Um, folks on the conspiratorial side of it or think of it as one big, you know, well, this is one big global plot. And I just, when I look at the news from these different parts of the world, I don't see that. I see it. I see it. There's a, there are competing, you know, competing world resets in place that are being pursued and you've got to place your bets. You know, you got to figure out, are you going to do, you know, I mean, one of the reasons why I dig crypto is because, you know, I, I consider it like a hard asset, even though it's not, even though it's virtual. I mean, I still... I see it as something that's, you know, limited supply. I don't know. I don't know what to do about crypto, though, because it's still rooted in um, in the USD. So it's like, what what's going to happen? Is crypto going to persevere in the face of a global financial collapse? I don't I don't know. Do you think that people with a lot of Bitcoin right now, do you think they touch fiat currency? No, 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 no. They they find whoever is not. They can, they can run an entire, you know, they can do as much as they need to do without even touching a fiat currency. And that That's scares true. a lot of governments, you know, that scares them a lot. So like, yeah, but, but we're all fooled into thinking, you know, a lot of the Bitcoin guys, they're all, they're, you know, they talk decentralization, but then they're, yeah, they're measuring value in the dollar. It's like, well, what are you doing? Pick a side or else you're, or you're just greedy, whatever. But what Admit else are they going that. to do? I mean, 
I can't think of an alternative. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe, I mean, or you just keep that side separate, you know, keep that economic, keep those two economic worlds completely, you know, completely divorced and don't let them connect. I think that's what a lot of the hacker types do. And I think that, you know, folks have been in the tech for a while and really see the value. I think that's what they do. Hmm. You know, I don't think they play around on the exchanges and they, I don't think they play the same game as the conventional, the conventional, you know, trader or whatever. Yeah. But that's, you know. I don't know, but I, right. I, I just think that's my thought. Well, th- yeah, thanks for the thoughts. And, uh, well, I <laughs> now I have to worry about surviving multiple great resets. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Let's see how it goes. <laughs> All, right, All right, guys. Well, Thank you. Have a good have night. night. Okay. Orwell's ghost is up next. Yeah, maybe. Orwell. Don't say anything crazy because you're live. What's on your mind? Oh, I won't. I'm sorry. I was. Uh, we were, we were talking. We were talking about something else. Oh, nothing. How, how's everything going with you guys? We are well. What uh, What's going on with you? Oh, I'm still waiting for this damn kid to get born. That's right. What the due date is uh, like any time now, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's like yesterday. Oh, so you're overdue. All right. Yeah. 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 Like literally yesterday. She uncomfortable. <sighs> she's complained for like she she's complained about four times in the past week which is four times more than throughout the whole pregnancy so whoa and it's, it, yeah and it's and it's been uh, yeah yeah my my yeah my wife's made out of pretty she's made out of pretty tough tough stuff so but she she turns around she's uh, i think a couple days ago she was she was like ooh, and i was like what's wrong she's like my back hurts a little bit and she hasn't complained about it the whole time and she's a pretty she's a pretty like she she's a pretty athletic gal she's about five ten um and you know so and she's she's like built like a fucking athlete like she's built like a brick shit house and she's like she's she's starting to feel it and which means makes me know that it's 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 pretty rough so well if, if her back hurts and she feels like she really needs to poop she probably is in labor she probably isn't what i'm sorry she's probably in labor i know a lot of my friends went into labor like they just thought they had to take a dump and then they were like, Oh yeah, no, no she's, 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 <laughs> having she's not, yeah, she's not there. She, well, I don't know. She's, she's, uh, she's sort of taking it easy. I had to finally tell her to stop going to work. Um, what? She was like, oh, no, wow. no. She was, yeah. She was like, no, 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 no. I, 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 need, I was like, no, you, you're, you're stop. done going to work. Yeah. You're, you're done. You're working half days. And, uh, or I said, you're working, you're working from home now, you're working remotely. You should have been working half days the whole time. Um, so, well, not the whole time for work's not stressful. You know, she, she, she sits at, uh, she sits at a desk and, uh, that's, that's, it's, it's, it is very, very low stress. So, Hmm. um, yeah, but, uh, but to be fair, she can do it from home. Um, but you know, we'll see. We'll see how everything goes. I have to apologize, Juan. I made a comment. I didn't realize I, I said something kind of offensive when you, I, I was I was I was sort of telling everybody this a couple of weeks ago. I was saying, "Hey, you guys need to get on the ball and start having more kids." And I, I was I wasn't like trying to imply that you're not trying. I was just saying like, "Oh, it's general, okay." Like, yeah, I was just saying in general, like good people and no, no, I'm just I'm sensitive about it because I had a miscarriage in April, so I'm like, everyone, uh, shut I'm, up. I'm, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, God, I'm real sorry about that. I didn't. No, that, nobody. Yeah. Is that the first time you've mentioned it publicly? 
Maybe, yeah. No. It's fine. It happens well, to a lot of people. Yeah. So sure. it was rough yeah, it on me. I'm yeah. I'm just yeah. recovering. Yeah. We're just starting to try again now. So yeah, it happened it happened to my mother a couple times. So uh, she got got pretty lucky with me, and uh, that 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 worked. And you know, again, God willing, yeah, everything everything's gonna go fine. I saw the saw the kid on the ultrasound today. So good. Um, Do you know yeah, if it's a boy or a girl? It's a girl. She's she's and she's massive right now. So, <laughs> you know, they're, you can't ass- really tell on ultrasound how big a baby is. A lot of people think they're going to have like a 10 pound baby and then the baby comes out six and a half pounds and they're like, what? Yeah, they're estimating they're estimating it's she's right at like, I think she said 715. So basically like eight pounds right now. <laughs> they have no I, clue. I was, but well, your wife is over- tall, so that'll help her. That baby's going to well, slide I, right out of her. It'll be fine. I was over 10 pounds. My wife was. Wow just under 10 oh so, yeah probably so, pretty big then yeah yeah she's she's probably gonna she's probably gonna be pretty big um and with my luck she's gonna be fucking beautiful so i'm I'm gonna have to deal with that my whole goddamn life but you know <laughs> whatever um all right man was, well, uh, yeah yeah before we'll just get point, used to the love the the crushing go, crushing love you're gonna feel yeah matt how's how's the bible study going just a real quick question uh it's going really well yeah, um, we uh, we're taking a break this week for the holiday weekend, but uh, we were what twelve or thirteen weekly sessions in now, and um, and yeah, if people are uh, interested in participating or listening back to the study sessions, they are available on the Bible study page of the website. You can find it linked on the homepage. We have a Bible um, study section of the website. Uh, yes, yeah, that's where oh. all the that's where I organize all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but I will, I will, but yeah, it's, um, will, it's, will, it's been to answer your question more directly. Um, it's been really good to, to learn, um, well, to learn the story in the case of, in the case of, uh, John's gospel, to learn the story of Jesus through mm-hmm. John's writing. And then, um, just to, just to connect with people who are interested in this topic. It's a pretty tight knit group that, that participates. Um, so it's, I've been able to get to know, um, several people who you know this is very important to them and and just kind of have the competing perspectives uh thrown about a little bit each week it's it's usually about a half hour of um text uh like a text lesson from uh, our study leader and then uh there's about a half hour discussion so it's kind of like sort of like this show but focused in biblical text instead of sure yeah yeah yeah, that's that's my. I, I, I've talked to you guys about. I'll I'll let you guys go, but I talked to you guys about my my buddy that I reconnected with on here that I was in the Marines with. Like, yeah. what? Yeah, we we still talk like we still talk like every week. I, you, you connected you guys, with him guys, through the show? Oh yeah, yeah. He was he just he was in the server. This was like this was like almost two years ago. This was yeah. like that's so rad. Ago. I remember. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. It was great. It was, yeah, it was a really like taste nice taster's choice. Well, well, we still talk. He does he does traditional Latin mass, and I was thinking about doing it, and yeah, he just put he, he pushed me over the edge. But we yeah, we do a similar thing every week. So I, I've been talking too long. I'll let you guys go. But uh, yeah, yeah, people are still well, reconnecting on here. So thank uh, you, man. You all all the yourself. best to your family. September. September second is is the day. You're gonna your your uh, daughter's gonna be born the same day as my son. I'm calling it. Uh, well, okay, yeah, we'll look forward to it. <laughs> Good All right. luck. Best to you guys, yeah, and uh, enjoy the experience. Thank Congratulations. you. Congratulations. So <laughs> okay, oh, we are due to catch up with our chatters once more. Let me uh, 
Okay, where were we? So I can't refresh? Or no, I can refresh. You can refresh, yeah. Let's just not check them off. I think we might have made some right. mistakes on Sunday. Uh, did we read Fiery Waco? Wow. No. Uh, Fiery Waco says, House of Dragon isn't very believable. They had that black guy pimping out a 12-year-old. That almost never happens. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the uh, the note on the accuracy of the show. Appreciate it. Hillbilly Deluxe says, regarding the folders, it is ridiculously easy for anyone to fabricate some manila folders with top secret on it and make it look official. I've done yeah. it for some games uh, I played as a teen, for fuck's sake. Yeah, and that's, I, I don't know what to make of it. Like, I would like to believe that the FBI would not go as far as to uh, make a movie set effectively. And yeah, I'm not accusing them of that. Uh, I don't know what's possible. in there. But yeah. I also know the insane degrees to which they've gone to frame people in many other yes. contexts, like the yeah. Whitmer plot. Uh, yes, exactly. Uh, so is it beyond belief that the whole thing is fake? No, I, I could believe that. I just, in the same way, I have not been provided the evidence, the goods to know what is actually at stake here. Um, I haven't been provided any evidence to say that it's that fake. Right. But uh, who knows? Maybe the, maybe the whole thing is literally a movie set. It's it's, I guess it's possible. Nellen says, been watching for a long time, never contributed. Girlfriend just broke up with me suddenly after two years for my political beliefs. Sad, but uh, many such cases I'm doing. Okay. God bless you both. Well, thank you for uh, tuning in and supporting. And man, um, I, I know that, there's probably more detail than would be possible to share, but uh, what a dumb bitch, though. Like, what are you going to do? You're going to marry somebody that like you don't agree with politically. She was going to drive you crazy your whole life, saying stupid crap and thinking that you're racist and all this other stuff. Good riddance. <laughs> uh, I I hope you find something better, and and uh, not that you need my advice or asking for it, but at least in at least with uh, people I've known after their breakups and with myself after breakups, if you're able to focus on just taking care of yourself, building yourself into the best version of yourself that you can possibly be, yep. uh, the right one will come along. So uh, I, I hope the best for you. And on this topic of politics, breaking up relationships like that, I've seen people, I see people talking about that all the time. I saw a, a Twitter poll about that in the last couple of days. Do politics matter in relationships? And the answer is, of course, they do. The reason that, well, I don't know exactly, but if if politics are a deal breaker for her, it's in this situation, it's because they are a proxy for some fundamental set of values that are likely incompatible. Mm -hmm. So can I sit here and tell you that my wife and I agree 100% on every tiny political issue? No. But we do align probably like 90% because the base level values are aligned. And, and if you right. have a, a political mismatch of a high degree where like you don't even. You, you don't have the same political philosophy generally. That's probably a reflection of deeper values that are important in a relationship. It's not right. like you both have to vote for the same guy. That's not what I mean. But I mean, if you if one of you votes Bernie and the other's voting like ron paul or something like that it's a reflection of a deeper issue and i would be very wary of that even if you don't fight about it even if you think oh we get along it's fine why are your values so misaligned though i think that's gonna i think that's gonna become an issue later totally you, you dodge a bullet even though it's hard now um 
Matt, a bunch of numbers, says, what happened to Gavin? We talked about it at length. We aren't entirely sure. Probable hoax, though. Is well, we know at. it's fake. It's not just we know he's not in jail. We know that it was a fake. That's rating. true. Well, I guess yeah. I should clarify. You're right. We don't know who rated the set, quote unquote. But he's not in jail. That's 100 percent. I mean, is he just going to come back and start doing a normal show? And I guess I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'll leave that to him. Not not me to not for me to explain. Uh, Holden Mulray. Hello, Brett Spielers. What does that mean? I don't know. I'm not surprised that Blonde is a Scrabble lover, but a little surprised that she has a lock on two letter as opposed to four letter words. I'm good at those, too. Hmm. No profanities in Scrabble. Um, is that a rule? Means, I mean, yeah. Who decides what a profanity is? It's If it's not in the Scrabble, I play updated Scrabble dictionary. Oh, they, they have an official dictionary of their own. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. P convenience. Blanche should debate sticks on the kill stream. He says he's not Republican, not conservative. Plenty to debate blonde. Could be fun. I don't, I don't know. How can I even debate that? Sticks is not a con. He's well, uh, maybe in so far. And I, I, I don't want to mischaracterize him, but I feel like I understand his philosophy decently well in so far as he believes in a very limited government. But as far as, say, like traditional values, I wouldn't call him a traditional values type guy unless he said maybe at least his, maybe at least things have changed. Since yeah, I don't know. I, that, that's true. He is a new parent. So I, maybe maybe I don't I'm just not super interested in putting people in political boxes anymore because I yeah. can't I don't call myself a Republican or a conservative anymore. So I, uh, I don't even know that the terms mean anything. Yeah, I don't. Uh, you'd probably have to have something else to debate besides just are you of this label. I'm a little confused about what the topic of debate would be. I suppose. Uh, we'll circle back. All right. Well, actually, I'll read one more because I have one more. Greg Espinlob. Regarding double jeopardy, what solutions are available when unelected institutions refuse refuse to play or even acknowledge the rules for two hundred years? Yeah. Really. Um. Well, that's the weird thing about this double jeopardy uh, situation, and. As I emphasized in the video, this is this is an area of learning for me. So don't take anything I say as like as though I have some comprehensive knowledge of all of the case law and all of the history of it. But it does seem odd that we've had this problem for hundreds of years now, and it's just sort of accepted. Nobody really questions it. It doesn't seem to be politically hot in any way. Nobody really cares. And uh, admittedly, I, I guess I didn't understand or care about it that much until this Whitmer thing. I guess I just didn't see it come up that frequently, but it it's something like 5% of criminal trials end up in hung juries. It's not necessarily common 5%? relative to the totality of criminal mm-hmm. trials, but it's not super rare. One out of 20, you have a hung jury and it's the prosecutor's discretion at that point, whether to refile charges or not. Sometimes they don't cause it's just not worth their time. But a lot of times they do number one, cause they want to get the guy. And number two, cause they've already done the work of building the work. case. Right, right. It's not like it costs a bunch of money to refile. If you already have the case ready to go. So, uh, do I think, am I of the personal belief that, that retrials after a hung jury are unconstitutional? Yes. Um, but I don't know that I think that this problem has been. Uh, what? How do I want to phrase this? 
to say that it has been politically ignored implies that we have brought it up as a political issue, broadly speaking. And I just don't see that. It's so infrequently discussed. And so as far as what options you have available, I mean, you could, I suppose you could, uh, I don't know what would you, you could appeal to the Supreme court. There are appeals currently trying to get uh, the, the Supreme court to take a double jeopardy case and re- revisit the, the Supreme court standard on that. But other than that, I suppose you don't, this isn't a problem that you could fix. Well, let me think about this. The, couldn't you just ban it by statute? It's not that the current constitutional standard says you must. So couldn't whatever jurisdiction, either the federal government or your state, couldn't they just say no retrials after hung jury? That would be a perfectly fine law, would it not? Constitutionally speaking. I don't know. I have no idea. You have those options. Um, I think there will be some unintended consequences. I mean, philosophically, I agree with you, but what if, the retrial after hung jury is um, is hedging against the the likelihood that some cases are going to be met with one insolent juror. Yeah, it's uh, I suppose that's a possibility. Maybe. How do you like are all hung juries the same thing is what you're saying? Yeah. As and then um, if that were the case, then juries would never hang. They would just acquit. They would default to acquittal. Hmm. Because they would be acquitted anyway if there was a hung jury. Yeah. Um, how? I guess if you wanted to make distinctions about what hung juries count and what don't, you would have to know. You'd have to know what juror voted or uh, voted what way, and we generally don't do that. But it's not. Uh, it's not a an outcome. It's not a. I I understand kind of both sides of this, like. Hmm. I'm just not I'm not sure that there wouldn't be a, some kind of catastrophic outcome for preventing people with hung juries from retrying. Yeah, the problem the problem with the status quo is is I mean the Supreme Court has talked about this a whole bunch of in a whole bunch of other contexts when you when the prosecution gets a a full and fair chance that's it. You get one. That's that's the principle at stake here. And yet in this context they like in the Whitmer context they treated the first one as right. a practice round and they learned what didn't work. And there's a, the case they're trying to appeal to the Supreme court right now. It's a guy. And I don't know. I'm not saying the guy is innocent or guilty. I have not reviewed the case to offer my own opinion on that, but this is a guy put on trial for murder. He was convicted the third time because they coached up these witnesses. This is the allegation. They coached up these witnesses to deliver better and more dramatic performances each time. Right. But nobody actually witnessed the murder. They don't have direct evidence or so I am told by some discussion of it. But man, it, it just the problem with it is you have prosecutors getting practice rounds several times in a row. How do you fix that if not for if not for barring retrial after hung jury? Maybe there's I, something I, else yeah. we could do. I don't know. All right. I, I've, I've spoken too, uh, too long at this. So th- uh, thank you, uh, Greg, for the thoughts. Um, Clearly something that uh, I find very interesting, so I'll probably revisit it later. Phil is up next. Phil, are you there? Phil? Phil. What's is this mind? my Phil? It's the only Phil. Is this what? Well, we, we got a few Phil's. We have another Phil? I think so. There's another Phil Connor? Um, no. No. Well, what's on your mind? Well... Uh, recently we were seeing a 
the Jackson, Mississippi situation with their uh, lack of clean drinking water. Have you guys seen anything about this? I, I don't know much. I just know that there was, was it caused by flooding? Is that the issue? Weather and oh. floods caused some drinking water <laughs> contamination or is there more to it? That That's part of it. Oh. Um, <laughs> there have been people talking about some of this for a while now and they whenever whenever infrastructure starts breaking down and um, the wrong people start asking questions about demographic breakdowns, there's always people complaining about, well, the white people all left and that means our tax base left. Oh, no. Which, <laughs> oh, no. Which <laughs> you can see where this is going. Um, so what uh, what is causing the contamination then? The infrastructure is having some kind of failure. What is the failure? Yeah. Well, the infrastructure is having a failure because of the flooding, and also a lot of it's uh, very old. So okay, it's been it's been running for a while. Stuff breaks down. We know how that works. Um, but they don't necessarily have the money to fix it because all the wealthy white people left, and now they're like the city's like eighty three percent. Uh, black and there's like where is this jackson mississippi oh hmm. um so i was just bring i was just talking thinking about it just because this doesn't matter like what we do we're always to blame if we're not there if we're there we're not we're blamed for them not being able to uh keep up what they were given so it's we'll the, go in and we'll bail them out of the situation, fix the water supply, and then some white people will reintegrate, and then the black people will complain about gentrification, then they'll leave again, then the infrastructure mm-hmm. will crumble, and then they'll get white people back in through some green incentive program, which just will cycle in and out of this forever. Basically, yeah. Like, we're condemned to have to babysit these people forever. Um, That's racist, though. Well, <laughs> I am who I am. When is Joe Biden going in to fix it? He'll save the day. Yeah. I I don't know. It depends on if he uh, wants to get his bike stolen or not, I guess. <laughs> it's fine. Hey, he's just going to go in, do a quick game of pickup basketball, fix the water supply, get out. Is that where Corn Pop's from? I, corn Pop is from some... Uh, I, I was talking about that earlier. Did you hear... Not that I want to go t- t- too far down these pathways. They're very dangerous. But did you hear Joe's story about... Uh, Going to whatever pool he worked at, and it was, uh, it was, uh, he, he was the only white guy who worked there, he said, and it was very dangerous because of crime, but the basketball was excellent. That is what he literally said about his, uh, journeys into this particular urban center, I guess, or wherever That's he was. That's so I racist. Had, like, black people was, can't swim, and their basketball is good. Did he say anything about, like, having good soul food there, too? Not quite. Like he didn't. The, like, the, the watermelon was great, and the chicken was yeah. good. He didn't go For that real. far. He didn't do the Hillary hot sauce bit. How are people not irate about this? Because, because he's on their side. Yeah. He says... It's he all says, about who says it. Yeah, he but. says stuff like that all the time. So... Uh, <laughs> Anyway, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if Corn Pop ever got down to Jackson to get back to your question. Yeah, well, you uh, probably got a cousin down there or something. But anyway, Jackson is like uh, the one place in the South that I've actually been. I had to stay there for about a week one time Ugh, in a, around 2010. It was work related. <clears throat> and uh, I just dip. It was um, I mean, it was fine, I guess it was whatever. I, I, I didn't I, I didn't spend that much time in the city, though. I just had to like go to work meetings. That was about it. Mm. 
Yeah, I don't Gross. really see a reason to visit Jackson myself at this point. So. I've heard the Gulf Coast is nice. Maybe that's cool. Yeah. I don't know. So yeah, some parts. I think some parts of the Gulf Coast are nice. It just depends on what part you get to. Like the Florida Panhandle has some nice spots, and I think around like Alabama has had some nice spots, but it's all too hot for me. So I think that's the common complaint of Northerners. Yeah, I don't think I'd do well with the weather there. But all right, so they're in trouble with this water. Is there any word on when or a plan to get this fixed? Because this has been going on for like a, a week or something. Well, I think they're just going to bitch about it till like some white savior comes in and saves their asses <laughs> okay. again. Uh, let so. me let me see what the latest. Uh... Well, wait, Reuters 17 hours ago, Jackson, Mississippi to go without reliable drinking water indefinitely. Yeah, yeah, I don't. I don't give a shit. They're out of care. bottled they've water. Out, they've been running out of cases of water. They keep yeah. out more calls for cities around to send water. You can donate whatever. Like, jeez, dude, this is actually this is really bad. This is much okay, worse than I'll, I. I'll I'll help them out, but uh, no more reparations talk ever. <laughs> We're gonna get a contract out. You have to yeah, sign. Yeah, let's, let's get a contract okay. out. None of this white people are bad thing. I don't. No talk of slavery as my responsibility. Um, and we're going to have a serious conversation about race and IQ. And then all the water you want. How about that? <laughs> These are each I, I lines. That's in... not good enough. <laughs> okay. I, th- I think anything short of one-way tickets back to Liberia wouldn't. wouldn't Jeez. They're not all from Liberia, man. No, but I mean, are they really doing anything good for us here? <laughs> okay, <laughs> Phil. Jeez. The basketball. Anyway. <laughs> the basketball. And track and field medals. Anyway, before I get you guys kicked <laughs> off, I should probably get out of here. I was just warned about a potential FBI raid, dude. My God. Yeah. All right. Uh-huh. All right. Get out of here, Phil. I know what you yep. look like now. Yeah, well, that's a, that's unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> and I guessed. I was like, that's Phil. I could tell. Yeah, yeah you, you were outed. That, that you were looked. outed by the, the particular person who sent me the photo. Though I didn't think it was fair to out you to the audience. Yeah, I appreciate that. I mean, I don't mind if people people will eventually figure it out anyway, I guess. But. Uh, Meh. Um, All right. It was nice to meet some other listeners and stuff too. So, uh, All right. as a last word, uh, just a thumbs up to meet up groups, meet up with people around you. Well, I'm glad it went well. Next time I want to see you in Jackson doing a listener meetup in Jackson. <laughs> I want to see your photo from there. Doing my good deed for the month. Yeah. All right. All right. Thank you, yeah, man. Thanks. We'll see you around. Okay. Batman is up next. I had, man, I had, I had heard this story, but I had no idea that it was as bad as it is. And the fact that there appears to be just no proposed solution, and it sounds like a lot of shrugging, someone please go to the Costco in the next store over and buy all the Kirkland water bottles that you can and bring them back. That seems like the strategy in play here. Not good. All right. No. Let's talk to the uh, sweet voice of Batman. Mr. Batman. Oh. What's Uh, on your mind? With me. Hello. Okay. Muted. Uh, yes. Something's hi. going on. Ah, there we go. So, initially, I'd come here with a much more um silly and meaningless topic, but this evening I actually had one of the first bites I've ever had with my fiance. Oh no! Um, Wait. Oh, the first fight. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I misheard it's you. It's totally fine. By tomorrow, we're we're maybe even by an hour from now, we're going to be totally fine. Yeah. Having said that, I thought that the topic on which we 
had our disagreements was interesting. And maybe I should bring that here instead. So, when I was working um, here at the job before I wound up getting the one that I have now, I, I knew a cop. And before, how do I put this? Before 2020 happened, she was perfectly respectful to me in all regards. But when I spoke to her pertaining to the things that did happen in 2020, I realized that she was an oath breaker. Hmm. And the way that I figured that out was not really because I pressed her on anything. It was because one day she came to me right after Thanksgiving and she expressed to me her frustration with people who still wanted to get together with their families. Oh, God. Your fiance? No, the cop. Oh, okay. Okay, good. In fairness, I know I know you're going to say that, oh, woman cops, right? In fairness, this lady is fucking huge. Okay. She's like twice my size, and I am not short. <laughs> uh, okay, so but you guys were good friends. Uh, I wouldn't say good friends. I would say that I knew her in a professional context. Oh, okay. And we got mm. along well. Okay, so con- continue the story. Or is well, there more to the story? Uh, there is. So tonight, um, my fiance and I, my fiance and I discussed the idea uh, that um, basically there are these oath-breaking cops, and that one day the same people who broke up, um, who broke up uh, twenty twenty Thanksgivings, are going to be the same people who show up on your doorstep and will have no compunctions about doing so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's probably true. Her take on this was that... Um, Her is the cop or your fiancé? My fiancé. Okay. Now, now, now we're talking about my girl. Okay. Um, her take on this was that they're never going to be stormtroopers. There's no they're reason never be for what? us to fear the stormtroopers. Oh, the right. cops will draw the line and won't uh, mm-hmm. won't break any more oaths. Yeah. Yeah. That. Um, Why would she think we're that? never going to be, you know, Nazi Germany? We're never going to have to deal with that. And this Did is what caused your big fight. Was it argument about police? Uh, yeah. Interesting. All right. Nobody ever Do, thinks their society's going to get there, though. I mean, uh, yeah. kind and of what Nazi I said. Germany was yeah. no surprise to the Germans, though, because they lived through the Weimar Republic. But, like, we'll get to a place where, you know, p- we're seeing a police incrementally become more tyrannical. I think we can all agree with that, right? Well, and the problem is, oh, the longer this goes on, too, the police that have an opposition to that sort of thing are going to find their way out. The, Look the at people. what happened the cooling effect with Ferguson. It's like it, well, being yeah, a cop yeah. in areas like this. Like, why would you even do it? So uh, it's obvious that people that have good motives are, are being driven out of the police force. Uh, yeah. For a, a number of factors. You're right. Not just, uh, 
loyalty to their oath, but because there are a lot of forces that are uh, hostile to their profession on site, quite frankly, in a lot of these mm-hmm. places. Oh, yeah. Um, but, okay, so uh, I, I don't want to go to get too personal, so don't, you know, if, if, uh, if you don't want to answer, don't. But uh, do you, you guys fought about this police issue. Do you guys agree politically otherwise? Yes. Oh, okay. That's good. I wonder, I, like oh, I said, I'm, I'm under the impression basically that in an hour, this is going to be fine. Uh, I'm yeah, not, yeah, I'm sure. I'm yeah. I'm, I'm not, um, I'm not worried that this is going to be some kind of like huge break in any regard. Yeah. Um, women I tend will, to view, um, societal outcomes more positively than men do also. This well, black pill thing is kind who, of a male thing. She, she is the one who keeps telling me, you need to think positive. <laughs> yeah, that's just a chick thing. Well, there, there, there's something to be said for a positive attitude, but you got to prepare for the rainy days. Uh, yeah. That You don't want a positive attitude to be naive. And uh, well, that the, is, I, I am under the impression that the rainy days that we're seeing are not going to be rain. They're going to be hail yeah. and sleet and snow and... But the thing is that I, I that's true we're, always. I think too. We're up against the wall. Well, <laughs> well, yeah, we're up against the wall right and, now. And, and, and it may behoove you to not expose her to um, some of the more black pilled elements of the things that are coming. Like she's not going to help you prepare because women are pretty much worthless in that regard. So, so why even tell her? Just keep her in the dark. It's fine. She'll be fine. <laughs> she's going to be Get dead married, weight have anyway. a kid. Yeah, your sons will help you. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Is, well, is hopefully the, that comes about soon, but um, <laughs> I don't know. I, for whatever reason, the I suppose I find myself thinking that oath breaking is something that strikes me as um, incredibly offensive. Yeah, it and used to carry significant consequence, I, and mm-hmm. it, it kind of has to. It, 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 the integrity of our entire system depends on it depends on not doing it and it is freely and openly done mockingly done and it carries zero consequences that is uh, a problem i'm not a person with bloodlust well, i'm not a person who tries to be vengeful but our constitution is what it is not just because it's uh, politically wise it is what it is because it is the enshrinement of moral truths that's and not in you. You're saying that bloodlust. It's it's got to be in you, though. I, I I'm not. I, I I am not naturally like a vengeful, bloodlusting person. But if if we're going to have people in positions of political power who openly defy the set of rules to which they swore their sacred honor used to be sacred. That used to be a thing that has to carry consequences because, as we're seeing now, if we have a whole bunch of people in power who don't give a shit about their word and swearing their oath to our system, our, our set of rules, then that is just people accumulating power without rules and totally yeah. abusing, abusing everybody because of that. That's why it has to carry consequence. I don't, you know, I, I, it's not a motive about vengeance for me. It's a motive about the integrity of the system. And it's not just because I like the system. It's because the system is a reflection of moral truth. Yeah. Well, Once I we like abandon to think that, that there it's, are... it's out. I like to think that there are all sorts of people because there is a purpose for them in this world. Hmm. Right. So when it comes to the, 
all right, you just sort of derailed my entire thing here, but <laughs> but the but the the entire purpose I think of people who focus heavily on principle um, is so that we can create societies that function and thrive, and we are happier for it. But we don't always have functioning, thriving societies, and during that period. That is where injustice thrives, which is why you need people who do have that bloodlust, who do have that desire for vengeance. <laughs> they probably do have a function, you know? Um, well, I mean, there are people it, it in society that are merely placeholders. Yeah. Well, it hasn't existed for this long because it has no function, right? It clearly is a function now. Yeah. I, uh, I, I think that's uh, morality. Mor- morality does not exist if vengeance does not exist. I think. Well, um, I also you're right we, about that. I don't want most people see, to be vengeful. Um, I don't need, want most people to be vengeful. But the, I think the problem when, with, it, with this individualist society is that everybody thinks they're special. So these group of people that should just be following and worker bees or whatever, they all think that they have some kind of special mission and they've been weaponized. It's disastrous for society. I agree. Having said that, I don't care about somebody on the street calling me a faggot. What I care <laughs> about is the fact that these people, these these cops, these leftoid voters, as, um, as Styx would put it, they think my rights, your rights, are up for debate. Yeah. Why do they think that? Why have they been permitted to believe that is a believe that's even a something that they can consider well that's a deep question but i i think as as i get more into these topics of morality and faith and all of this when you're godless and the state itself becomes not just god but the the architect of the moral framework that's how and why whatever's good and bad is whatever the state or our political leadership says is good or bad there aren't any fundamental rules just Whatever they decide. And I, I think we're at that uh, we're at that place for a lot of these people that as long as the uh, political gods that be say something is good, then it is and it shall be done. All, all other considerations are secondary. Um, that would be but, my diagnosis, at least. Right. But we are giving these people control of not only our institutions, but our lives. Right. Uh, These are the people who will come to your door and they will basically tell you, you cannot spend Thanksgiving with your Your grandmother because they have deemed that um, that is the case. And well, I, I love her to death, but my fiance thinks that these people not become stormtroopers. That's all right. They already are. They already are. Yeah. Yeah. Of of all the disagreements to have, you know, I think you're, I think you're in pretty good shape. Well, at the end of the day, I it it'll be fine in an hour. <laughs> well, good luck, but, um, good luck with all that, and thanks for calling in. And uh, of course, well, uh, I I hope the stormtroopers don't come anytime soon. <laughs> well, um, I'm gonna go ahead and shout out um, Nick from the. Uh, the video ah. and basically say that we all need to react as he did you know uh we're we're hoping to talk to nick soon 
uh, it's in the works. So I think that'll be fun. We'll, uh, because I, I actually I, had a, I actually had a brief conversation with him after the, uh, um, oh, did you? The day, yeah, the day after that. And, yeah, that's good. Uh, he's a great guy. Cool. Yeah. I, uh, I look forward to talking with him a little bit. Um, at least we're working on that. So, uh, yeah, I look forward to hearing what he has to say. Thank you for uh, calling in and all the best to you and your fiance. Thank you very much. Say bye, man. All right. Um, are we good on dangerous quest- spaces? Yeah, we have a lot of okay. questions. Wait, have, actually, it's not like too bad. It's we do have standard. one caller, a man on behind schedule, but I, Mordel has been waiting around and I want to give him uh, just a, a little bit of time because he's been so patient. Mordel, are you there? Hey, we were just discussing me possibly dropping off because we're really to- we're definitely really tight on time. But I can I can give you a minute or so if you have some thoughts or uh, something. That's oh, it's mind. just it's just kind of rubbing it in your face of how, how much of rubes you guys are with the whole student loan things, because uh, I qualify for the ah. 20,000 um, and I'm a software engineer making 150 <laughs> a year. Oh my God. So because what? I'm married. Oh my uh, god! Because because <laughs> the the cutoff limit is for two hundred and forty if you're married. What? The f- oh my I god! That is that. so much that's, money. That's why it's such BS. They're like, oh, we're working for the poor. It's like, but if I'm married, I have to be making a quarter of a million. That's <laughs> that like is the doctor top money. 5%. Yeah, doctor money. This is just hilarious. Yeah. And oh I qualify for the full twenty because I got Pell Grants. Wow. Well, Good Lord. Because well, uh, things you should definitely out. take advantage of it guilt free oh, because good you're paying for it. For anyway, you. So. I don't know. Like I've been pissed off about it. Um no, you my sister asked me, she just she just finished paying off her student loans. And she's like, How many do you have? And I'm like, before or after this benefit? And uh I told her the amount. She's like, Well, how do you feel? I'm like, I think it's total BS because I'm still we're stealing from my own kids. Yeah. To pay for my current financial situation. Yeah. Something that I fully agreed to pay and I'm totally capable of paying. There's no real means. Um, but you're paying for it anyway with the, with the coming tax increase. And um, yeah. because of inflation, you're going to be paying for it. And you could benefit your children the most by just taking it. Just take it. Don't feel bad. I know. It, it's it's going to be interesting if how they classify it because of the two different types of debt forgiveness. If it's classified as cancellation, then we're good. If it's classified as forgiveness, that's basically an additional 20000 income that's untaxed yeah. that I now am going to have to oh, pay taxes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. we had some people mention like uh, tax implications, and I'm not clear on that, but that's what you're talking about is whether you're going to be on yeah. the hook for some tax penalty. Um, if it's forgiven, if debt is forgiven, it's essentially a gift. And it's depending on the amount, it's a taxable income. Wow. If it's cancellation, okay. legally, it's as if the debt never existed. Okay. Um, well, and the the White House has been using cancellation as the terminology, but who knows until rubber hits the road. Yeah. Um, but individual states that have income taxes could decide to classify it as <laughs> forgiveness. And you still have to pay state income. The whole thing is Who such a damn, it's, such a yeah. damn mess. They don't have and anything it's, organized. It's clearly it's straight up buying votes that practically everyone qualifies for it. Um, well, I was going to ask. I, I expect you'll be voting Democrat very soon. Oh, if they've <laughs> persuaded you, huh? Hell no. Right. They they got to do a lot more to buy my vote. <laughs> Which right. isn't actually of, for sale, for the record. A like, man of uh, Everybody's got a price, man. Yeah. All right. Uh, thank you for uh, calling in and uh, letting us know about your plight. I'm glad that uh, you have uh, received you some it, relief. <laughs> oh, I think it's BS. So I'm, right. I'm with all of y'all. All right. Thanks, man. Have a good night. 
Have a good one. Okay, we got to get to dangerous spaces here. Last uh, caller for the month, our delightful call screener, Mr. Spaces, are you there? Or Hi. dangerous semi-fascist now. Yeah, realistically, it doesn't make sense for me because I don't actually vote in America, so I can't be, I'm not really a MAGA supporter or a, a Republican voter. Anyway, we're really behind, so let's just get to it. Uh, firstly, Matt, I don't know if you want me to say his name because I know you guys were hesitant when you first announced the birth, but happy birthday for Friday for baby Christensen. Oh, well, th- well, thank you. Yeah, you can you can call him Calvin. I, I admit. Okay, I, happy birthday to Calvin. Th- thank yeah. you for that. I, I mentioned it at the time. Maybe I will. Uh, I don't share a ton of photos, but maybe a birthday cake photo for Sunday will be in order. I'll see. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I know you did mention it at the time, but you did also talk about, look, we were a little bit hesitant about whether we share the name. So I thought it's not really my yeah. place to do that. So That's only because it's the careful. same name as a dog that I have that I hate. He is named after Blonde's dog. Yeah. It's confirmed. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> well, Calvin Christensen, I assume you think he's going to be either a superhero or a supervillain when he grows up with the, with the yeah, alliteration. Double Cs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. Anyway, uh, getting on to the topic. Yeah. Anyway, getting on to the topic so we can... I can piss off and let you guys actually get, you know, done in a decent time. Um, sort of a little bit related to my topic last month where we we're talking about the use of language and how they're changing that. I wanted to talk about science this week. Of uh, It's really mm-hmm. worrying me in terms of science is not becoming about truth anymore. It's becoming about feelings. It's becoming about once we determine something is, is the scientific um, – I don't know the word I'm even looking for, standard, or this is what science has decided and there is no consensus is one way of putting it. But, yeah, this is what science has decided and we can no longer question it further. Um, You know, things like that. I'm just worried about what that's going to do for society overall because I I think the best-case scenario, if that track is continued, the best-case scenario, and I use the term really loosely, is that we just stall and stay stuck where we are. But I'm really worried that, I think we're going to end up reversing and a lot of the stuff that we just, you know, knew as scientific truth. Look, you know, you look at something like, you know, people basically turn around going, there is no biological sex, for example. And it's like, you know, things like medication uh, is based on how men versus women tend to react to them, things like that, you know. And if we determine that there's no biological sex, just as an example, you know, how many people are going to end up dying because they're overdosing on drugs that are not designed for their biological sex or, yeah. you know, things like that. Just, you know, just a lot of areas I just look at it and I worry about, about, yeah, I'd just be curious what you guys think because I well, just worry about science and the direction it's going. It's been usurped as a tool of the elite now. You're supposed to think science is some special thing that only the the top men have access to and understand. And yeah, yeah, sure. Is there uh, some truth that more people, I suppose, are sci- are more scientifically inclined or more scientifically talented or more of a deeper scientific understanding on a particular topic? I suppose. Yeah. But the idea that the science is decreed from on high, that's something that uh, has been emerging the last couple of years and, and is is uh is is dangerous yeah the, the the tools that are science the scientific method of analyzing what's true about the world that's supposed to be available to each and every one of us and as yep. a practical matter it is you you want to go out and be a scientist well there's a method to do that you don't need some 
you don't need to belong to some elite club to participate in science or to use science, but we're being conditioned to believe that there's some high council of scientists who declare what the science is and you are to obey it because they have access to this magic wand that you don't. And that's, yeah, that was never but, the intention of the concept. But that, that's especially annoying is the, you know, things like the science is settled or you must trust the science. Questioning science is part of science. Yeah. That is, you know, it's literally within the, I, I need to stop saying literally so much. I sound like a 15 year old <laughs> Southern California schoolgirl. Um, but it is part of the scientific process of people being able to try to replicate your work because they think, well, hang on, that doesn't sound right. Or uh, I want to see if that actually does work out the way, you know, questioning science is supposed to be part of science. It's yeah. how advances continue to be made. Questioning science is the whole principle of peer review itself. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's the whole <laughs> well, principle it's, of it's supposed to be, but yeah, you know. yeah. I mean, it's the whole principle of you go to school, you do some kind of, uh, you know, whether you're doing some sort of senior thesis or you're doing some sort of, um, uh, you know, doctoral work, whatever. You're you're presenting a scientific work uh, as a term of graduation to be what to have to have holes poked in it to be analyzed to be critically analyzed questions asked about it. That's the whole point. And any scientist. <laughs> Anybody claiming to be a scientist should embrace the questioning. That's that's part of the process. And if you really want to be deemed the top in your field, part of that means being able to explain away the criticisms of the findings and understanding yeah. the criticisms of the findings. Uh, but as yeah. we've seen, uh, the, the, criti the criticisms of the findings were all dismissed as conspiracy theories until they came true. And uh, th this is all this is all a power grab used I think the whole thing is is just a substitute for it's kind of like I was talking about earlier. It's like we're just going to make this God. This is God. God tells you what you're supposed to do and you listen because God is better than you. The science is better than you in this case. And um, I, I, I just think a lot of these things are are symptomatic of a society that has no higher power, has no higher morality, has no higher anything and is in search yeah, yeah. of something else to replace that uh, with. And that's how they are so susceptible to this stuff is, I don't know. Is there an inherent human need for that? Maybe. And, and when the wrong things are taken out, maybe the, or when the right things are taken yeah. out, maybe the wrong things are inserted. I don't know. Well, I mean, ad admittedly I'm, I'm a pastor's kid. I've gone to church my whole life. So, um, I don't know. obviously, obviously I have a different perspective of, my, uh, I have a different perspective on the view of we have something inherently built into us that we search for something greater out there than what, you know, we, you know, we're trying to understand the world out there and we're trying to look for something. So obviously I have somewhat of a spiritual viewpoint of, of why we do that. Um, but yeah, we have it inherently within us. So it's kind of worrying and a little bit frustrating that, uh, well, very frustrating that the search for truth seems to now be, like, I can't remember who did it, but it was like, 2014, 2015, there was that paper that was released on transgenderism and because they didn't like the conclusion, the university that it was published at withdrew it and said, oh, we're very sorry that that was offensive to people. It's like the conclusions were what the conclusions were. If yeah. you don't agree with them, do another experiment or do another study and, and try to show different conclusions. But don't just withdraw it and say, oh, sorry, we can't have that as, as you know, scientific, you know, I can't, I really, if someone can remember where it is, maybe just DM me on, 
on um Discord because that one was really worrying and that was quite, you know, that was probably the better part of a decade ago at this point. Well, that is the the big problem. Now the truth is something to be declared, not something to be searched for. And or discovered, uh, yeah. 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 Uh, once we lose that as a value that each and every one of us has the right to search for that ourselves. Um, well, that's how you make a population very easily controlled, which seems to be the objective of uh, certain powers that be. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it does worry me again of the larger thing of, we're, you know, are we going to start reverting in medicine? Are we going to start reverting in technology? Are we going to start, you know, you know, like even technology, things like, you know, um, Hand dryers are racist because they can't pick up dark skin. I don't know if anyone's used those automatic yeah. hand dryers or automatic soap dispensers. They don't pick up for anyone. You oh, I didn't. Know. I've never heard that one. That the 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 sensors on the ta- paper Why towel dispenser. They? They're motion sensors. Yeah, are they are they. Yeah, yeah I think not- it's a lighting thing. Apparently, oh, well. but they don't work for me either. You stand there and wave your hand like you're some sort like of retarded idiot, yeah. Jedi trying to get it. <laughs> yeah. to, you know. Get the thing to work, you know. Yeah. Like it doesn't work, but you know things like that have come up. You know, cameras they don't pick up the right tone on people. Oh, I skin. love the the Google Nothing. ads where the whatever the Google Pixel is. Or this this camera takes tone accurate photos of black people when put in studio light. Oh, imagine yeah. that. What, what, what it's like, look yeah. at this shitty photo. You can't. This guy looks like a shadow with a big toothy smile. But if you put like if you use our phone where we also have a whole bunch of studio light on him, it looks way better. I can't believe it. Yeah. But just things like that. Just looking and go, are they going to are they going to kind of get rid of technology or get rid of, you know, it yeah. just worries me where we're going. I'm just thinking I, I don't know how to fight back against that. I'll kind of you know, try to resolve that sort of issue, but it does just worry me where all of it's potentially going to go. And yeah, I was just curious what you guys thought. And it's kind of, yeah. Well, once the science starts executing people, we'll know that we've arrived. (laughs) Once the science puts you in a guillotine or it chops off your head, like Ned Stark or something, then, uh, well, that was, that was, it's funny. You mentioned that actually, I was watching an old episode of a TV show called numbers. I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with it. But uh, one of the one of the guys who's uh, like a mathematician and science teacher and stuff was talking to a, like a religious cult, and the woman's going, you know, Adolf Hitler used science to, you know, cause all sorts of atrocities, and he's kind of like, is that the choices you're giving me? Of science makes you Hitler, or you just have to have pure belief? You know, there does yeah. have to be somewhat of a a um a middle ground on those sorts of things. So yeah. All right. Well, thank you for the call and for your services as always. And um, no have a uh, good day down under. Yeah, yeah. You guys, you guys have a good night. Thanks. Yeah. See you. Okay, that'll do it on calls. Appreciate everybody calling in tonight. Uh, as a reminder, if you uh, are have, having trouble calling in, or you'd like to participate in the show but you can't do it live, send us an email question. Contact page of the website is the way to do that. slash contact Look for the call-in show question form. We'll respond to them at the end of the stream each week, as we will right now. I'll try to hustle since I know we're a little behind time. Dan says, uh, hi, guys. Since the CDC has now admitted that masks are gay and useless, are the hospitals and clinics in your area still requiring them? They're still mandated at my local hospital, even though all the staff there roll their eyes when they're talking about it. Well, we uh, I think so. I haven't taken my daughter to the pediatrician in a long time. The only reason we go is to the pediatrician and of course we're looking for a new one because our last one had trans pride propaganda in the lobby during pride month and i'm not going to entrust my child in the custody of those people even if i'm there to oversee the entire thing so i don't know 
I will find out. We have to do another PD. We we got a, a new place. We're going to try a visit uh, in a couple weeks. So I will see what the mask situation is then. But Ugh, uh, good lord, yeah, I I have no idea. I assume yes, but they're not very serious about it. Um. Mrs. H, having gotten back from three weeks in Greece about a month ago, all I can say is that it was absolutely wonderful, but I'm so happy to be back. So what's your worst experience in another country, your best experience in another country? And was there anything you realized you had been taking for granted when you got back? Um, Sit down restaurants, giving you free water with your meal and refilling it and flushing used toilet paper. (laughs) There was a little covered trash can. Um, So I've only traveled through Europe. I've been all over Europe many, many times, but that's the only, it's the only place. They're the only countries that I've been to because I'm like, I'm not ready for this third world stuff. Um, the worst experience in another country. So I was in Paris in 2015 and I was like walking around at night in the Moulin Rouge by myself. And like I had my headphones in, I was a really confident traveler cause I was really dumb back then. This is before I started my YouTube channel. And like, I'm, I'm walking and I have my headphones in and I realized that like, I'm being followed by a group of Muslim guys. And it's Were like you by late. yourself. I was by myself. Did yeah. you traveled Europe by yourself? Was that the whole thing? Or I have traveled Europe by myself a few oh. times. No, I was not doing any sex tourism. <laughs> uh, I just, I just like to travel alone. It made me feel like I was in an independent whammy yeah, or whatever. The blonde of old. Yeah, it was really dumb. And um, I like I got real scared and I cut through an alley and, and I like ran back to my Airbnb. Wow, that was really scary. Were yeah. you staying by yourself at the time in this Airbnb or was there someone else I there? Was. I wow. Was OK, close the blinds, <laughs> lock the door. It was in a nice area. I don't know what I was doing. I was like, I'm going to because I wasn't drinking at that time or anything. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to go out. And then I had brought all these like weed cakes from Amsterdam to Paris. And so I was also like super high. (laughs) So maybe these guys didn't even exist. No, I was being followed for sure. I mean, do you have a, do you have a best experience before we? Yes. Um, one time when I was in Siena or maybe I was in Florence, but like I woke up really early and I watched the sunrise over the city. And that was just awesome. Awesome. Well, my, best foreign experience was going on a snowboard trip to Whistler in Canada when I was like 13. And my worst foreign experience was going on a snowboard trip in Whistler, Whistler, Canada when I was 13. That's the extent of my (laughs) foreign traveling. That all counts. Yeah. Take for Um, granted when you got back. But I'm sure to your point, uh, Mrs. H, I'm sure if I did go to a foreign country and, and, we didn't get a proper honeymoon as I constantly bitch about. So maybe we'll make good on that uh, sometime. And when I have that experience, I'm sure it will be enlightening on all the things I just take uh, for granted in this country that don't necessarily exist elsewhere. Try to be conscious of that, even though I don't have that foreign experience to be grateful for the things that I do have. And I am, I'm, I'm, I'm very grateful for what this country is in principle and in practice. In many ways, I understand we got a lot of problems. Um, However, uh, I, not as many Our problems water is as potable. <laughs> yeah, I, I can drink the water out of my faucet. That's nice. If you have any water. Yeah. Uh, Charlie Shlomo Steen Ching Chong. That oh, is what we called him last week. This is a, this is a, yeah, that's right. I forgot. I did call him that. This is a follow up to your response on my question about pride. Oh yeah. Thank you. I was interested to hear this. Um, I was kind of hoping that you would touch on the sin of pride in Christianity in relation to pride marches and et cetera, and reflect on how you think about your race. I'm white, but I'm neutral on my race and I won't be told that I'm bad based on my race. 
but I'm confident enough in myself not to have pride in myself, uh, not to pride myself in being white. I see that as a sin. It's kind of like how big dogs don't bark. <laughs> don't, don't you see the need for uh, gay people to proclaim their pride as a comment on their insecurities. It sounds the same to me when people talk about white pride. I think blonde confuses race and ethnicity a lot. For sure, you can be proud of your culture and what your ancestors achieved. I'm saying that you shouldn't be proud of things that didn't take effort because making an effort is virtue. If you are naturally pretty and you make an effort to wash and wear nice clothes, you can be proud of that. Elon Musk can be proud of what he did with his intellect and the government subsidies. Matt, uh, are you proud or indifferent about your race uh, and why? Well, I mentioned this when we talked about it last week. I don't, um, I don't consider myself like pr- uh, proud of my race. That's not that's not something that I take a, a personal point of pride in. But I, I also, to what we discussed about last week, I don't think that it's necessarily wrong to take pride in things that you didn't personally participate in either. And that's kind of why I was what I was getting at with. Um, asking for a follow-up on this. I, I guess I'm still unclear. Um, Cause well, I, well, I don't necessarily, I, I don't necessarily take pride in my racial identity. There are a lot of things in which I have pride that I did not actively participate in. For example, I'm proud of my parents for building what they have. I'm proud of my family by extension. And maybe some people want to attach a, a racial element to that. I get it. But, but with this question, um, I, I guess I still see the same distinction that I'm not sure I follow because you're saying it's okay to be proud and uh, Charlie, uh, if I understand correctly, you're saying it's okay to be proud of your culture and what your ancestors achieved, but you personally still had no part in that achievement. So is it, is it, I'm still unclear on the distinction. Is it okay to be proud of others achievements only, but I, I don't know. I, I still don't, and why? Like, yeah, I guess if, if pride um, itself is a sin, as you're saying, why is that pride okay? I'm sorry. I know I'm cutting you off, but. I just, mansplaining. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I, I reject this. I, I hate this argument that race and ethnicity are different things. They're really not. Uh, your racial background contributes to the culture of the country of your origin. They're the same thing. So, like, if somebody immigrates to this country and they're experiencing this country, they, they, they haven't contributed to the culture. So how are race and ethnicity any different? I would need, uh, I suppose I would need him to define that. And I know you can't on the spot, Charlie. Uh, But if you're interested in continuing the conversation, you're invited to do that, of course. Um, (sighs) That's dumb, Charlie. It's dumb. (laughs) Like I said, screw you, Charlie. Ineptious. Want to hear a joke, my marriage. Yikes. Okay, let me read this. My wife refuses to have sex even with a condom because she's mortally afraid of having a baby that I won't let her kill if one happens by accident. Hmm. She makes five times more than me and I'm living in Russia because of her. If divorced, then probably lose a visa and residency status. She watches porn. I struggle not to. The the joke is my life. Any recommendations? Yo, man. Yeah, all you're going to lose is your residency. You're in in a totally cucked marriage with a wife that's a potential abortionist would actually kill your baby. She's making way more money than you do. And you're just sticking around because you don't want to lose residency. Like you got to find your balls. You have, you got to get divorced. I don't know what to tell you here. You guys don't uh, have kids. Like what are you going to do? if She gets pregnant and she has an abortion. Oof. I'm, uh, I'm as close to never divorce as possible. 
But you got to get divorced. However, if yeah. if you guys don't agree on what your future looks like, I mean, I'd have to question why you were married in the first place. Of course, you can't. You know, that is what it is. Uh, but what does the future look like to her? And what does the future look like to you? That would be the only saving conversation that I could see here. And if there is not alignment on that, man, it, it does. Uh, it just, it, it breaks my heart and it feels very wrong for me to even consider the divorce option. But if the future is completely misaligned, what are you supposed to do? Yeah. Um, also Russian women, famously desperate to get married. I have a lot of Russian friends. So my Russian friend told me that her cousin got when she was 28 because she's an old maid in Russia, who's also super hot. She got into what this like common marital arrangement where um, you become a man's second wife in the north of Russia. So the man has like a a family and stuff in the south of Russia and you become his half a year wife. And that's because she was turning 28. So like it doesn't matter if you're poor or if you're short, or if you're not funny, why can't you just find another Russian woman and marry her? And then you won't lose, you won't just make an arrangement. I, I definitely don't like the divorce option. Um, but one Fuck of the, this bitch, she's going to kill his kid. If she gets pregnant. Well, the, the, the good thing is there's no child that is, that is involved in this situation. It, it's you're between not you and her. Either. Um, and you know, man, I guess that would be my my recommendation. You got to have the the conversation about whether there's future alignment or not, and if there isn't, I, I guess I guess you walk away. It's either that or you accept a future that is not your intent, in which I guess you have a marriage that is not going toward what you envision your future being. And, and it, I guess is, unless she changes her mind, it's some kind of dead end. There's no children involved because she doesn't want them. How did you end up in this situation, dude? What a fucked up situation that you got yourself into. Uh, maybe, yeah, maybe I'm missing something. Is but she again, like way hot? Is that how this maybe, happened? Maybe. Again, as we talk about all the time, this is why it's so important to get values, visions for the future, goals, purposes ironed out immediately in a, in a relationship. Disaster. Do not delay that. That's just a disaster. Uh, all, all the best, man. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to hear it. And I hope you find the best uh, resolution there. I hope you find the best alternative Russian wife that you can. I suppose. I, I wish I had a better, I, I wish I had a better alternative. I can't think of, I can't advocate divorce. And I'm like, get divorced. Right I now. can't tell him to stay in that marriage though. I just no. can't. What's the point? Unless something changes drastically. Agnostic Gnostic says closer to taking the schizo pill. Babel's tower rises again. Propagandist working in world eyes cannot uh, view like Tolkien's unseen an overlay world of, Egregores? Am I reading that right? Meme magic's older than civilization. Capital T truth rings loudest. If materialism, both definitions, is the blindfold, what percent of the greater than uh, 90 IQ society can be convinced into removing it from their faces? What percent would you say at what percent would you say we're at currently? I got to be honest. I, I don't once again, agnostic, sure. gnostic, you have stumped me with your uh, elaborate phrasing. Are we dumb or is, is he it, just on mushrooms? What percent of society can be, what percent of society can be liberated from materialism? I think is what he's talking about. Or he's is materi- talking about the mask thing. Is that what he means? If materialism by both def- definitions is the blindfold. Wait, no, no, I, I read this like an idiot. I think we he just right. means he's just talking about being blindfolded. Okay. Yeah. What percentage 
um, of a greater than 90 IQ white society can be convinced from removing it from their faces. Is he talking about being willfully blind? The okay, material, let's let's the, ignore the materialism thing. But that's the heart of the question. He's, 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 he's saying materialism is a metaphorical blindfold. What percent of society could be is capable of removing that blindfold? He, I swear to God, this guy takes five grams of mushrooms <laughs> yeah. before he writes he probably like does. four tabs of acid. And he's like, yeah. I'm going to write a calling question. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. What percentage of, I'm just going to say that materialism is willful blindness in this case. That's fair, right? Uh, what percentage of society, white society can be convinced removing it from their faces? I don't know. Whatever we're at right now, because I don't think we're going to convert any more normies. What percentage would you say that we're at currently? I don't know. I think that seeing things truly as they are, we've got to be at like 5% of society. I think it's higher than that. But it, I wouldn't say it's a majority, clearly. And I think the, the reason I think it's higher than that, I think there are a lot of people who get it but shut up for a whole bunch of reasons. They they have to for their job. They have to for school. Yeah, 700% yeah. of white society. Okay. Yeah. N-word says, called in before about approaching gals. I asked them for their number. They're happy to give it, and I confirm it actually is their number at the time. That's obnoxious. Uh, I usually send a message, try night of, day of, or a few days later related to whatever we talked about or something friendly. Then I get no response. Any advice for converting numbers into dates? Um, it truly is a game of numbers, okay? We, we've talked about online dating a ton. How many first dates that went nowhere did I go on? Truly? A hundred, maybe. Maybe more. Maybe. Ghosted, How many did you go ghosted them all after that. I ghosted like 70% of them. How many first dates have I been on in my life? It's not more than 20 tell you that much well if you're at 20 then i must be more than more than 100 because i was like religiously on match trying to meet a conservative guy in seattle so it was a lot of first dates with libertarians that were actually just leftist pussies and then they would reveal that to me i'd be like well i can never see you again um i i don't know i mean uh you just have to keep you just have you gotta see what sticks just keep throwing it against the wall and I'm the wrong person to ask because I my conversion rate is very low. But I, I suspect I'm not actually alone in that, that there are a lot of guys that um, you get like some sort of positive feedback, some sort of communication, some perceived or demonstrated interest in uh, that first date. And then they just kind of go. So that's how it goes. So I guess from the male perspective, there were probably asks for first dates that you accepted and declined, I'm guessing. Or me? just ghosted. Yeah. No, the thing about me, we've talked about this before, but if a guy would ever come up to me and ask me on a date, I'd always go on a date with him because that's a hard thing to do. Okay. So I was trying to like get men to be in a positive feedback loop for doing stuff like that because it takes courage, you know? Whereas the online stuff, I was way more willing to ghost somebody because the huh. it's just it's just easy. So just approach random strangers on the street and say, you are very beautiful. May I take you out sometime? That had a 100% first date efficacy for me. Hmm. It's very difficult to do. Uh, but maybe maybe you try that, Mr. N-word. Um, <laughs> mm. uh, but I suppose maybe Blonde's advice of just uh, polite assertiveness is the route to go. Be direct You're and assertive. You're very beautiful. I would like to take you on a date. I did that yeah. with this guy. He ended up being this Jewish guy. And then... He ate a bunch of um, God. We got Indian food, and then he ate a bunch of like weed brownies on the date, and I ate like that appropriate amount. And then he projectile vomited all over my living room. And then you ghosted him. 
No, we were your pretty living good friends. Room, he got into your apartment on the first date. Well, we had to eat somewhere. No, the day that he came up to me and asked me out. Yeah, we um we hung out like at that moment because I was just free. So we went and like got coffee or something like yeah. that. And then the next time we ate Indian food in my living room and then went to see Book of Mormon. Oh, okay. We saw Book of Mormon. Well, after you gave him a second date after the barf or the barf was on the second. The barf date? was on the second. Oh, okay. Date. All right. We were pretty good friends after that for a while. I thought it was really funny. All right. Another guy flooded my bathroom. Stories I have not heard. Michael Schlecht says in honor of Calvin's first birthday coming up, what is the funniest thing your you child... You tell the story. Oh, my God. Do I dare? Come on. Oh, it's so Are funny. you talking about the story I think you're talking about, which is the one I told you the other day? Is it too personal? Well, it's not that I'm embarrassed. It's not that I think my wife would be embarrassed. I, I feel like it's unfair to my son if he ever were to listen to it and that's why that's why i'm going to decline that story Uh, to clue the audience in and not leave you completely hanging i i I walked into what i feel like i became a father this was monday because my wife left my son was peacefully sleeping in his crib in the room that's right across from this room that I am in, which I use as my studio space. So I'm doing some desk work and I hear him stirring a little bit. I figure, oh, great. He's up from his nap. I'll go see. And I I walk in there and, and without giving too much detail, um, he's just the most horrific number two mess I've, I've, I've ever seen. And I don't mean like, oh, messy diaper. I mean, like. He he learned how to take off his diaper in this episode. That, that's you're a, telling the whole story. <laughs> what are you talking about? That's about it. That's a that's about it. I'm going to leave it at that. Um, what's the funniest thing he's done though? That's not necessarily the funniest thing he's done. I'm trying to think. What do you have a funny uh, Emmeline story? And I can think about this for a minute. Um, what has she been doing lately? Oh, uh, so. She, I've been telling her that she's a psycho because yeah. she like is really into throwing things at this point in time and everything like that. And um, the other day I took a video of her going, baby psychopath, baby psychopath. Oh, yeah, I did see that because my <laughs> my wife got that one. That's right. And she like looks like a real psycho. It's so funny. I watched it like 400 times. Um, I don't know. I mean, I like... <laughs> that's i guess to return i'm gonna break my own rule and return to the story the story the mess was so gross i couldn't stop laughing like it was so hilarious that i couldn't stop laughing i'm talking like it's like he was wearing gloves of his own shit all right (laughs) i'm sorry i'm sorry to my firstborn son if you ever encounter this in 20 years time that is definitely no yeah when emmeline was a teeny tiny baby i was changing her and she just shot like projectile shot shit just all over all over my face. Oh, I never had that. Yeah, I've never had that. I think I sent your wife a picture. It was it was wrong. (laughs) Uh, Sleuthing sloth. Hi, guys. I hear so much nowadays that kids are expensive. Me and my husband are hoping to try and have lots of friends giving us hand-me-downs, which is great. In your opinion, what is your own experience with child rearing costs and can it be done cheaply? I was shocked at how inexpensive um, having a child has been, especially if you breastfeed. It's really the uh, the health insurance, and um, in our situation, like I got to buy health insurance for our family because we we don't get it through an employer or anything like that. That's what is crushing. Now, if you're in a situation where you have coverage through your employer or some other coverage, um, then like the cost of clothing and feeding a child 
you know, it's going up just like the cost of everything right now, but it's not so drastic that it would be like unachievable to the, to the average person. Correct. Yeah. Uh, it's not like our grocery bill is through the roof, like diapers. Oh, ours is God. Diapers are costly. Um, yeah. They, the amount of food they eat, at least as an infant is not gigantic. Now, of course that changes into the teen years and stuff, but, but I would say that the costs have not been like budget breaking for our family, but for the health insurance. So just, you know, be aware of that and watch out for that, depending on what your situation is. And even that, like, I'm not going to let my family go uninsured. Obviously, it's my job to provide for them. And that includes making sure that they're taken care of in every situation, uh, including a disastrous health situation or some kind of condition that requires ongoing treatment. So I would never leave my family uninsured or advocate that anyone would or or should do that. But even the costs that are associated with healthcare, I think, are at least 50% scammy. Like, uh, yeah, the, the pediatrician visits that we go to, like, they're almost entirely unnecessary. Yeah. Um, and so that's not me saying don't buy health insurance. That's me saying, like, nah. this is, there are a lot of things that the medical industry wants to do to your kid that aren't really necessary. Um, obviously you want to check for things, make sure they're healthy. They don't have any kind of condition that is a problem. But after that, like, you know, mostly we just go in there and they're like, okay, his eyes look good. His ears look good. Yeah. But you need to come back in like two months to make sure they're good again. (laughs) I know. It's like, like, why? why? Yeah. Uh, anyway, so that would be my, uh, my advice. Uh, just, uh, just, uh, make sure your insurance situation is squared away. The rest uh, can be managed. Dargon, the semi-fascist. Rittenhouse, January 6th acquittals, Fednap acquittals, Roe v. Wade overturning. I'm kind of tired of the right acting like these are quote-unquote wins. In my view, they are standstills at most and barely uh, hanging on at worst. When is the right going to start pushing back? ATF removal, FBI defunded, NFA repealed. Can the right even get wins without some sort of revolution? Well, yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't count on wins through the federal government in particular, so... Um, and I think you're right. It, 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 the fact that we consider, and I include myself in that. I'm, it's not like I'm going to sit here and tell you, oh, I didn't think these things were wins. Yeah, uh, I did. And and I acknowledge that there's some kind of conditioning in that, too, that you think that yeah. avoidance of the worst outcome is a win. It's it's good relative to the worst, but it's not a win. And I, so I take your point on that. Try, try to be, I suppose I should try to be more conscious of what good outcomes truly are. And not accept their baseline as the basis for comparison. But uh, I don't know that we really have it in us anymore it, it, to, uh, to do the kind of revolution that may need to be had. Well, I fear that it, it will become necessary to your point. I, I fear that there will come a point where we don't have a choice. Did you hear Corrine Jean-Pierre at the podium earlier today or yesterday? She's all but saying that people who vote for Trump are terrorists. This is from yeah, the that's, unity. That's fine. I mean, I have to believe that if these people had no obstacle to just imprisoning all of us or enslaving all of us, that they that they would. Well, they do have an obstacle. The obstacle is that we're all arms trained and totally stacked. I suppose uh, that's pretty it would much be it. foolish. You know, like she's a, a lesbian, so she doesn't understand. But like, if you come for some people's kids, like you're going to get your brains blown out. What does she not understand about this? Like people will get pushed too far. 
This is what I understand about the left. Like, on, on the one hand, I'm like, okay, maybe we don't have it in us, but they sure are playing like a really dangerous game of chicken. It, it's <laughs> to have the press. I, I get it. Press secretaries say all kinds of politically ridiculous things all the time, but I can't remember a, a press secretary saying as openly hostile of things like half the country are extremists. Half the country want our democracy overthrown. Half the country are effectively terrorists. Now, in fairness to her, she didn't use the word terrorist, but she said they endorse violence and they reject the rule of law. Mm. Okay, when you start making those sorts of accusations and demonizing not a particular person for a particular deed, but an entire swath of society, we're going to... It's dangerous. I'll take you at your word that you intend on coming for these people because they're the demons that you say they are. I just, yeah, uh, the government is also incompetent. The, the way it, they had, they would have to do it like they did in Australia, which is um, make the people submissive enough, have enough bread and circuses that they willfully give up their arms. It's the only way hmm. to actually reacquire people's arms. Um, but you can't do that when there's, hyperinflation, when people are worried about the cost of food, when people are worried about gas, when people are worried about their kids, you have to lull them into a sense of complacency where they're like, oh, I don't need these guns. <laughs> to uh, to the prior question, the uh, mushroom question that we couldn't understand, maybe that's that's part of the plan is, uh, the mushroom question. is a lulling people, uh, distracting people, giving them a sort of false sense of security or a comfort or a, a false god to uh, worship all while you well, yeah, I mean, they fucked up too much because like, we have all this all this woke agenda stuff in sports. So like average people uh, can't do that anymore. TV is all this woke stuff. It's just they made it too obvious to really mm. enjoy things anymore. I mean, we're going to find out uh, the, the, all of this is escalating. It's not uh, it's not improving. And so that that does make me worried uh, whether we have it in us to do what's right and defend ourselves, I think, is a question that will be realized I don't want to say tomorrow, but I I think it's a question that will be realized in my lifetime. I think so, too. So we'll find Um, out. Sam Woodard, McKnife Stabby. (laughs) Uh, What do you think about Missouri's law that fines state and local LEOs for helping federal agencies to enforce unconstitutional gun laws up to 50,000? Could $50,000. Could provide good outcomes if more states did it as well as expanded the agency's ban to be worked with. IRS, CDC, CIA, NSA. Yeah. No single federal agency has any ability to enforce most laws without state and local LEO cooperation. That Correct. is awesome. That's that's this why is they what local have, government is for. That's uh, that's been a that very principle has been exercised in the context of weed uh, as well. We're just not going to assist any federal agent. We've seen it happen at the border with all of these or at least with with immigration policies, with sanctuary jurisdictions, state cities and all that stuff. That's 100 percent true that. They're just, even if they get their IRS army and they just don't have enough federal police to enforce federal law on everybody. It requires participation with, with local law enforcement and uh, talk about not paying taxes as a perfectly morally justifiable means of uh, resistance against these people. Uh, yeah. I mean, arrest feds on site. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Speaking of the conditioning, like things that were supposed to that's not actually that insane of a concept. States retain police power. All right. The, the, the idea of the federal government invading 
all of our states to enforce federal law. That was not the original design of the system. That's not how this is supposed to work. States retain police power. States are going to handle all of these affairs for themselves. Federal government can be a peacekeeper, make sure that the states aren't warring among themselves, make sure that the entire place is protected from foreign hostilities, all of that. But sending feds in for fed law enforcement, that yeah, that should be... I, I don't want to be I don't want to use the word hostility or something, Susan, but that that should be treated very skeptically. And instead, we've had our perception totally inverted where we think, well, they're the feds. That means that everything they say goes. No, it doesn't. That's never how it's been. That's not Mm -hmm. how it was designed. They're a, a worthless alphabet agency. They don't even really have that much power and no accountability. Do you think any like D.C. ATF agent? And I know they have their local branches and stuff, but the point is the fr- the more centralized these police forces get, the farther away they are from you and your family and your neighborhood. They don't give a shit about you or your community. They don't care about making sure your community is nice because they generally don't live there. They right. don't get their paycheck from there. They have no investment in that community. Yeah. And so they have no hesitation to abuse you or that community. That's the whole theory behind all of this. And we've just abandoned it. Uh, that guy over there says, a while back I wrote about the morality. Oh, sorry. The, I wrote about facing the mortality of my mother. Well, that has come to pass. I was able to provide comfort to her while she was passing in facing uh, that. I've come back to realize how petty and foolish all of the nation's issues are. How do we bring this country back? I don't want to have my children inherit something that is not a better place than I grew up in. Hmm. Well, wasn't that the million dollar question, right? Uh, I, I think that you're doing a great thing in pursuit of that by maintaining your family integrity, your loyalty to your family, by giving your mom a proper passing in that way. And I know that sounds like a small gesture, but the thing is, if everybody does those things, that's how you build a good society. So yeah. at least give yeah. yourself credit for doing your part in that way. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm sure you do. But mm. so sometimes it's like when we think about all these problems in, in this national scale they seem insurmountable because they kind of are and that's why you have to exactly yeah i think that i think that that is the answer though i think that the answer is um that you have to accept that your children are not going to inherit a place that's better than the place that we grew up in like it's 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 going to be worse but not to let the fear dictate your life and to and to have children anyway i mean it could be. I don't I don't mean to say that it's impossible that that we might have some decades of struggle ahead of us. But I also I think we should just reacquaint ourselves with the perspective of generations from centuries ago where your child isn't guaranteed tomorrow. Your child might die of malnutrition. Your child might be kill, might get killed by some rabid predator. Your yeah. child might die in some farming equipment accident or something crazy like that. Um, so. The, the broad point, and I think you hit it well, is just you can't let a fear of the future rob you of that, uh, rob you of building a family, rob you of, of building a tomorrow for that family. And then um, there are no guarantees. And there weren't any when we were growing up. We just had this illusion of stability. Things were actually not as stable as we as we felt like they, they were because yeah. they're falling apart now. Um, and, you know, having children, uh, you take a risk. You take a risk that something you love more than you ever imagined you can love anything else could die. Something could go wrong during pregnancy. You can lose the baby. Your wife can die. Think so. Everything can go wrong. Every time 
that you have a child, you are taking a massive, massive risk. And one of those risks is that the world that you hand your child is going to be worse than, than the world you grew up in. And all you can do is like love your kid and spend time with your kid and just teach them the kinds of things that you think are going to be important um, when society collapses. Yeah. And as we've mentioned before, uh, ain't nothing like family to get through tough times. So if you do believe the tough times are coming, I know this might come off as like, it's, it's like the conversation we had last week about having family for selfish reasons. You just need people to hang out with you. Well, maybe if times <laughs> do get tough. Uh, your family is a, an emotional resource. It's a physical resource. If there are physical tasks to be done, there's there's nobody to support each other better through the toughest of times than a, a solid family. So, so make one, make one not yeah. just for you, but make one for them too. That's 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 what everybody should be doing first and foremost. All other considerations are secondary, as important as they may seem. They are secondary. Uh, keep your priorities straight and have a happy, healthy family, despite whatever else is going on in the world. That's uh, yeah. that's what we can all do. Uh, name uh, no. Sorry. Name is that kind of the, name is the category. Then that's not the name of the person. <laughs> Ash slash win. I'm like Joe Biden reading a teleprompter. How many times yeah, have I read this okay. and I still got duped by myself and read name out loud? Question. Okay. <laughs> question colon. What what's your opinion of a direct a directorial <laughs> system? Uh, no, I'm making fun of myself. Oh, okay. <laughs> that one was actually self-aware. What is your opinion of a directorial system similar to what Switzerland does in such a, in such a system, instead of one executive, you have multiple executives heading different departments independently. The people elect each executive. So theoretically you could end up with a libertarian in defense, a Democrat in education, a Republican in environment. If one department is in shambles, you remove them from that department and install another person in their place without affecting uh, other departments Mm. thoughts. Well, this Switzerland is a pretty small country, so this might work there. My my answer is eliminate the departments. Okay, have the yeah, states why handle there's this. So many departments, <laughs> but 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 I suppose it's fair to say that in the U.S., a single state is probably analogous to to Switzerland. I don't know what their population is, but I know they're geographically fairly small. So let's say that I let's say for the purpose of discussion, I wanted to do this within a state. Um, I guess I don't. I don't necessarily hate that, but I'm trying to think I would a, a reason why I would hate that any more than I hate those departments in general. Like is having the people select those heads better than having them just be appointed by some uh, single executive in the case of your governor or in the case of Joe Biden nationally. Yeah. Um, the only negative I could say is that there's there's. Is that a negative, though? To the extent that all of these departments might be at odds, you might get just a total nonsense mess of policy where one thing is like aggressively regulated and the other not at all. But I suppose that's unlikely. Like, why would the people vote for in the, like why would the people vote for a libertarian in charge of education or defense, as is presented in this question, but a Democrat in education? Why would they do that? I don't know. I don't like it. I would what, say no. Uh, I think it's just going to increase the amount of discord than the federal government, which is already at like an untenable level. So you're, um, you're saying direct select, like elect um, popular selection of these people is worse than just uh, an executive doing it. Probably. 
How about nobody does it? That's my Fine. answer. All right. <laughs> That's Nathan, my preferred answer. Um, I'm not as optimistic about civil war as many others are. Most right-wing communities that aren't explicitly Christian tend to be filled with racist and degenerates. This community included, no offense. What? Um, can we really expect the dissident right to do the right thing once they're given the lever, lever, levers of power? Mm. Uh, no, but isn't that the point? Like no one, no one is going to do the right thing. Um, absolute power corrupts absolutely. That's that's for all. That's for all people. And I know I talk a lot about benevolent monarchy, but that exists only within the confines of a homogeneously Christian non-Protestant society. So yeah, Protestants, fuck off. I mean, I'll I'll band with Protestants so that I can get rid of people of other religions. But like when it comes down to it, I you know. But once they're all gone, you Protestants better watch out. And I'm not really sure that that's true. I, people in the pagan community around here are principled, hmm. organized, racist. But I I reject that that's racist a pagans. I don't know if I, I guess I don't know enough pagans. Uh, I don't even like the term racism. Is tribalism the same thing as racism? No. Uh, what's the distinction? I think it's that just... one is upholding is upholding your community and the other is um, trying to push down other communities. I don't know that I oh. know anybody that's truly racist. Like, I don't think I know anybody and I know all sorts of distant right people that if they could press a button and it would kill all the Jews, that they would do it. <laughs> You don't know anybody who would do that, right? I truly don't think that anybody would actually do it. <laughs> all right. Well, anybody? Yeah. Okay. I, I don't. I don't think so. Uh, all right. No. I, I, I. To your to your point, there is a distinction between trying to uphold and protect what you have versus trying to punish other people for the sake of punishment. I, yeah, I, I get that. Um, but. To, I agree that 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 power tends to corrupt. That's why we try to decentralize power. That's why we have checks and balances against power. I also I keep coming back to this point because I you know Phil called in earlier and it was a point that he made in uh, made before and sort of challenging what I think about my inclination to destroy the lever, levers of power. Uh, his point being that the levers of power exist whether you like them or not. You want to make sure that the right people are running them. Um, I, I obviously we have some control over the levers of power. We've we've decentralized them in many ways, uh, or at least we tried to in this country. So we we do have some control, but it, to the extent that government is a valid thing, to the extent that government has a purpose and we will have one, then uh, levers of power are a necessary thing. They will exist, and I guess the question is power power corrupts. But does it corrupt everybody equally? No. And I think the answer is probably no, that that there are some people who. And can can't you still govern effectively if you're being corrupted by power? Uh, I guess it depends to what degree. Yeah. Like, what if I, I got into power if, you know, if we're going to do this? <laughs> this is a deep hypothetical right here. Yeah. If I got into power and I'm like drunk with the power. And so I use that. To um, wipe out every alphabet agency and to um, nepotistically insert my brother into like the only government body that exists. And then everything is better for everybody else. And then I'm a lifelong ruler. What are you saying? I guess I'm I don't saying that I was drunk with power, uh. that, that the power corrupted me, but, but society was still better off than they uh. otherwise would have been. I'm not I'm just saying it's it's not it, it, just because you're corrupted by power. It doesn't mean that you couldn't also 
simultaneously institute a more effective governmental system than we have hmm. right now? Um, the original question was, can you really trust anyone on the right with these levels, levers of power? Well, we should do it's everything. better than people on the left. Yeah, yeah. It, I, I suppose that's true. But I, I think the answer is do everything you can to appropriately decentralize those levers of power to the extent that levers of power are necessary. That's where you have to make sure that people of good moral character are installed. And uh, we're doing a pretty poor job of that. We're also doing a pretty poor job of holding them accountable for poor moral character and or oath breaking accountability yeah. law that's or where we gotta we gotta yeah. hustle yeah sorry we have one um, more question. but blaine says epstein didn't kill himself and no one has been held accountable for doing a quote-unquote business with him what do you think we can reasonably conclude about the state of the u.s and world from these simple facts uh the uh the pedophiles are among us what else can you what else can you say yeah <laughs> I, I think that that's is exactly what i was gonna say completely fair inference uh, okay. All right. Thank all right. you, Blaine. Uh, let's catch up with chat and we'll call it a night. Let's see. Uh, I have to refresh. The last one we talked about was Greg on Double Jeopardy. Let's see. Uh, General Grievance says, Blonde interview Aaron McIntyre. Do you know I don't know who that is? that is, but shoot me an email. Eric Burns Marsh says, I can't believe anyone would question the integrity of the FBI signed the agent in charge of Pro." Hmm. I actually don't know that reference. Uh, it was Olaf. a, yeah, I'll, I'll look it up while you, Olaf Vandersloot. My goat almost died tonight, crying hysterically and falling over. They thought it was rabies at first. She had a fever of one Oh seven. The goat ate a trash bag. She had the contents removed and is able to rest now. Shout out to my goat, big girl. That sucks. Poor little thing. I should have known it was a, uh, fifties era. Well, fifties and sixties era FBI op later revealed to be illegal. Oh, uh, Mr. Infiltrating, discrediting and disrupting domestic American political organizations. Surveilling. Yeah. Uh, Vandersloot sent that to us twice. I have a bunch of things from Tippy Stream coming in twice. Interesting. Are we sh- Wait, I don't see duplicates. I see I it from Olaf, but I don't see duplicates on the rest. I oh, see wait, now I do. On, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let's, so maybe you didn't send it twice then, dude. Yeah. Check your bank. Um, and if you did, we'll send it back to you. Colton Regal. Most of my pards draw social security and the ones that don't are now having kids or raising them. I'm 22. I want to start a family, but the folks I know my age are all, all consider themselves to still be teens. Am I just retarded? No. Um, you're just more mature than your peers. You'll, uh, and you have plenty of time too. So start courting a 14 year old girl. Now, <laughs> okay. And then marry her when she's, if you live in Kentucky, 16 and you're 24. Perfect. Eight years. Disavow. I didn't say but. bang her. I said, start courting her. <laughs> All right. Uh, N word faggot. Is it possible? Corn pop was just looking out for the children that the creepy lifeguard was running down and sniffing. Yeah, maybe, corn maybe corn wasn't pop. a bad dude. Yeah. Corn pop was a good guy. Yeah. That sounds at this point, I have to believe it. Um, Jimmy P. DeSantis will never be as entertaining as Trump, and he isn't coming in with anything close to the personal vendetta Trump has against the state. Only thing I'd trade a Trump second term for is wall-to-wall expose coverage of the clot shot he enabled. <laughs> yeah. I like it. Mr. Harry Pohl. Testing, trying to figure out technical problems with donations in your funny green American currency. Well, you figured it out. Well, thank you. Glad das that you Pooch. did. Pride in race is pride in everything it has accomplished down through the years. Culture can only produce what race makes it capable of. Just look at Africa uh, and both Americas before we arrived. 
Um, that's true. Like I reject this concept that they are not inextricably linked, nearly synonymous. Mark Duquesne, Duquesne. Uh, yeah, I think white, it's Duquesne. Yeah. Uh, why did I say Duquesne? Why does a race Germanic as the ethnicity that formed the American nation? Slavs are white, but Americans, uh, but not American nor Germanic. One can be proud of American history and culture, but not generic whiteness. But I don't believe that being white is a thing. I, I, re I reject the term whiteness. So this argument would be that it's too broad to have pride in. Is that what he's saying? Yeah. Okay. Which is fine, but I don't think that Slavs are white. What are they? They're, they're just Slavic. Slavs. They're Russian. They're, ah. they're, yeah. you're, say you're saying like, okay, so to the extent whiteness is not a thing, it's just too, it's an overbroad term is what you're saying. No, if you can, if you can extract what your, what your racial heritage is, then, then there shouldn't be a term based on the color of your skin. Like there's, there's a world of difference between a Haitian guy and a Nigerian guy. Yeah, I suppose that's true. And so I don't like the term black either. Hmm. Um, but I prefer jogger. I do too. Um, I think we're good. <laughs> All right. Uh, it's a less offensive, less broad term specific to African-American. Very polite. So polite. All right. Uh, that will do it then. Thank you guys for uh, tuning in and thank you for your calls and thank you for your questions and thank you for your chats as well. We will uh, be back on Sunday, of course, to talk about whatever happens between now and then. If you need more to listen to, uh, of course, you can uh, check out the podcast page of the website. Lots of listening material there. And if you uh, missed any part of the show, the audio will be up uh, when, as soon as we're finished here on the audio platforms as well. Again, MattChristensenMedia.com for all your show related needs. We'll see you on Sunday and uh, have a great night and a great week. 